0: Audit office, the major projects authority, and I think it's about time that our government actually cancelled this project and said it is not value for money, there is a better way of spending 50 to 80 billion pounds.
1: The final bill for policing the International Bilderberg Conference at the Grove near Watford has been revealed as £990,000. Hertfordshire police have confirmed the event's organisers, which include some of the richest figures in world business and politics, have made a contribution of £500,000. They're asking the Home Office to cover the shortfall, although it's understood that £38,000 of that figure is VAT, which can't be recovered. It's emerged the man behind a new sex club in Milton Keynes was deemed unfit to run a similar venue two years ago. Thames Valley Police told Milton Keynes Council that Richard Winterbottom did not have the ability to operate the Phoenix Club within the conditions of its licence. The club received a formal warning after notching up 27 licensing violations in the space of one 18-month period. A Buckinghamshire animal shelter has refused to let a woman adopt a dog because of her training methods. Elka Hoyer uses the techniques pioneered by the American dog whisper, Cesar Milan. She says that when she employed his restraining method to one of her dogs in front of her staff at the Stoken Church dog rescue, they clearly didn't approve. Miss Hoyer believes the situation could easily have been avoided.
2: I don't have an issue with what they think is right or wrong because we all have our own opinions. Um, I was just concerned that I'd spent an hour wasting my time, two members of staff wasting their time. When at the beginning, if they had said not to use Cesar Milan's methods, I wouldn't have been there.
1: Sport now and in Formula One, Milton Keynes Red Bull have confirmed the signing of Daniel Ricciardo as part of a multi-year agreement. He'll join Sebastian Vettel to complete their driver lineup for 2014. And the weather dry with sunny spells and a top temperature of 25 degrees Celsius. Get the latest news and sports online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. <laughs> Someone's been fiddling with all
3: my knobs. All me knobs are in the wrong place. Apologies in advance for any technical mishaps. I assume no responsibility. It's not because I'm cack-handed. Can you still say cat handed You probably can't. I'm not sure you can. It's, there's probably there's some disability charity somewhere phoning up BBC Three Counties or Ofcom now to complain. Ah, well, what what can you say these days, huh? Hey, Ron Atkinson. Right, three minutes past six. I think it's Tuesday. It's the 3rd of September. Lots in the show this morning. Are you ready? I'm not sure I am, but we'll have a darn good go at it. Now, as we know, there's still not a great deal of cash sloshing around the UK. But Harts County Council is planning to spend, get this, £350,000 on, on, anybody? 24 new road signs. 24 new road signs put it to you, it's a waste of money. And haven't we got enough road signs already? It seems that the man who's running the new sex club in Milton Keynes was deemed unfit to run a similar venue two years ago. That was according to Thames Valley Police. Well, is there anything wrong with sex clubs? Really? Aren't we getting our knickers in a twist? Or in an untwist and then removal? And is it okay to pin down a dog if it does something wrong or shock it with an electric collar? Well, that's a technique used by a trainer known as the dog whisperer, but it appears his techniques have stopped a Buckinghamshire woman adopting a new dog. How tough do you need to be when you're training your animals? Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text, 81333... Start your text, 3CR, or give me a phone call, please. 08459 455 555.
4: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
3: This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, apropos of, of nothing, just the other week I was driving along and I was thinking to myself, there are too many road signs. I joke, this is how boring I am. I genuinely had this thought and counted the road signs down the street. There are too many. There are speed um, signs, when really you should know the speed of the roads. There are um, uh, signs telling you that there might be cameras ahead. There's a left bend coming up. It's just, just too many signs. Street, the, the, the towns, you're entering this town. Well, 24, new. We're going to get more signs in Hartford, 24 new road traffic signs giving general road safety advice to drivers are being planned in Hertfordshire at a cost of more than £350,000. Nine signs are planned for Hatfield and another nine for Wellin, with a further six signs expected to be installed in Potter's Bar early next year. Each notice costs about uh, £12,000, with a further cost of £3,800 needed for installation. So that's that's just under £16,000 per sign. I could knock you up a sign for... Uh, I could probably do it for 200 quid. And that's and that I'm still doing well out of that. Are these signs really necessary? And are they a good use of taxpayers' money? 08459 555. Richard Bullen is trustee of the Campaign to Protect Rural England. Richard, what, what do you think about these signs? Are they necessary?
5: <laughs> I'm not a road uh, safety expert, but the county council does have these people and it's up to them to ensure that uh, they, these road signs are truly necessary and that need is demonstrated and evidence based like everything else, only evidence not because you've got the money we could put a new sign in because you have got the money, no you must have um, a, a, well, a clear um, audit of what is needed and that audit should include making sure that, that these signs don't proliferate there always seems to be a pot of money put in a new sign but no money to maintain existing signs or remove those which are now redundant so making sure that the signs are appropriate not only for the need but for the location where they're going in we don't want the countryside spoiled by massive gantries displaying pointless information no we don't
3: want that when when you say necessary what's your definition of necessary
5: well uh, as you said Uh, It's up to road users to know what the speed limit is. Um, And I may say, I know of a a static road sign showing uh, the speed limit, which is completely obscured by trees. So this maintenance issue is very real, Um, but uh, uh, also on country lanes. Country lanes, as we all know, are often bends followed by straights, followed by bends. Now you can't put a hazard sign up every time there's a bend. It's for road users to anticipate the conditions of the the roads. Um, So, again, it's what is necessary, without insulting the intelligence of the average driver, uh, to protect people to to the minimum, but leaving it to the driver to make sure they are driving within the safety of their competence, the road conditions, and the abilities of their vehicle.
3: If I've got it right, these signs are um, are, are kind of the signs that can change their message sometimes. And they'll be offering uh, information like, watch your speed, don't drink and drive. uh, Duh! Those are the most obvious things around, aren't they?
5: Well, perhaps they should say as well, make
3: sure you've had breakfast before you set out. Yes. Have you called your mum? All of those kind of things. This is pointless. There is some research
5: which I understand shows that people respond positively to a smiling face. Oh. So there's a road sign I know of on the lane down from Leverstock Green down towards uh, the Langleys and Watford, which shows a smiling face if you're within the speed limit, and shows a, 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 an unsmiling face if you're going too fast. That apparently works because we as humans respond to smiling faces. But it just flashes up thirty. So what? I know it's a thirty mile an hour speed limit. I so don't need to be told.
3: <laughs> it is a, a waste of money. I know. I, we're going to speak to um, the, the, the council. Uh, council later on he says well look we've been given this money we might as well spend it but it, it, that seems a crazy way to run things. I
5: don't assume it's automatically a waste of money but if a road sign goes in there must be the money to make sure it's maintained otherwise we're going to have redundant sides despoiling our countryside.
3: Richard, thank you very much indeed. Richard Bullen, trustee from the Campaign to Protect Rural England. And he's right, you drive down these country lanes. Hey, guess what? There's probably going to be a bend in the road. If I've got this right, they only put signs up saying there's a bend in the road if I think two people have died there in an accident. I may, I may have got that completely wrong. I'm sure that's the case. If there's two people have died, they'll put a sign up saying there's a bend coming or a sharp turn or something. But a variable sign saying, oh, mind your speed. Hey, don't drink and drive. Don't text while driving. Really? You're going to spend just under 16 grand per sign to tell us that? Do road signs make our roads safer? And are there too many of them? I think we could get rid of three quarters of the road signs and not have any effect on our roads at all. 8459 459 455 555. 8459 455 555. Give us a call on that. Switch after the Detroit Spinners.
6: When I was 17, I ran away from home and from everything. I had ever known I was
7: sick and tired living in a town filled with narrow minds and hate. They used to laugh at me, their children called me names, I would run and cry. Feeling so ashamed just for being born. I was just a boy punished for a crime that was. A child reality is paid for by his folks, fancy fairy tale. All born and sold by those.
3: Three Counties Radio. We've got dog training and ownership a bit later on. How far do you go when you train your dogs? Do you use those electric shock collars? We'll be speaking to a lady a little bit later on, I believe, uses techniques employed by a gentleman who calls himself the dog whisperer. Well, there ain't no whispering when you uh, pin a dog down to the ground. I believe that's what she does. Do you you go as far as that? Do you know who this dog whisperer gentleman is? Have you seen his techniques? I mean, I used to, when I had a Cocker Spaniel years ago, we used to use a choke chain, because that was the thing to do back in the 80s. That seems a a crazy thing to do now, but how far do you go when you're training your dog? 08459 455 555 615 BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the uh, travel now with Russell Holding. (laughs)
8: Well, morning, in. There is a lane closed on the M1 southbound between junctions 12 and 11, so from Toddington and Flitwick to the A505, Luton and Dunstable turn. It's the inside lane that's closed where someone's broken down. Doesn't look like it's causing too much trouble. Obviously, three lanes open past the scene. Uh, speed sensors suggest that uh, most of our other major routes are doing OK. High Street going up into Harpenden uh, looks very slow for a short stretch, though. And on the trains through Stevenage, the east Coast line up to half-hour delays after a train broke down between Peterborough and Grantham. Uh, Russell Holding. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Russell. Right, it's
3: 6.16. Where are we now? Tuesday, the 3rd of September. I'm Ian Lee, and these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. More than £360,000 is set to be spent on road signs offering safety advice and traffic warnings across Hertfordshire. The final bill for policing the Bilderberg Conference at the Grove near Watford has been confirmed as £990,000. In sport, in Formula One, Milton Keynes' Red Bull have cons- confirmed the signing of Australian drivel- driver Daniel Ricciardo as part of a multi-year agreement. Coming up, hear more on the man behind a new sex club in Milton Keynes. He was deemed unfit to run a similar venue two years ago, but he's got the thumbs up, so to speak, now. 08459
4: 455 555. BC Three Counties Radio.
2: This week on EastEnders... This might not be any of my business. But are you doing a deal with Carl?
9: Yeah, you're right, ain't any of your business.
2: The boys are battling. You think you're funny,
9: do you? Sending flowers around at my house, what do you think, you're a big man?
8: Battling
2: over business and love.
8: we are going to do, carry us through to the bitter end? Yeah, bitter
10: end. Sounds good to me.
8: But there's
2: only room for one top dog in Albert Square. God. EastEnders Uh. continues tonight at 7.30 on BBC One and BBC One HD.
11: Why?
3: 3 Counties Radio. You got a problem with sex clubs? Well, it emerges, it's emerged that the man behind a new sex club in Milton Keynes was deemed unfit to run a similar venue two years ago. Thames Valley Police told Milton Keynes Council that Richard Winterbottom did not have the ability to operate, their quotes, the Phoenix Club within the conditions of its licence. The council review that followed led to Mr Winterbottom receiving a formal warning for a total of 27 licensing violations over an 18-month period. Well, our reporter Craig Lewis joins me now. Craig, what kind of violations are we talking about here?
12: Uh, Well, Ian, in all 14 of the 27 incidents mentioned at the Phoenix Club happened after 3.30am in the morning. On one occasion, a doorman was caught on CCTV punching a man 15 times. Uh, but actually, that was one of the rare times the club CCTV worked. They've had real trouble with the TV there, uh, CCTV there in the past. A number of other complaints couldn't be fully investigated because the cameras didn't even work properly. But what police did discover was some inappropriate physical contact between the customers and the dancers. And uh, as a result, their officers wanted to, uh, the council to revoke Mr Winterbottom's licence. But instead, the council decided to issue him with a formal warning. They imposed a number of conditions on the club, including making sure the CCTV was compliant and that all-regulated activity finished by half three and the club was closed at four.
3: So how did his plans for the Winter Gardens get through? It's quite, it's quite a long list of misdemeanours.
12: Yeah, obviously this was two years ago and uh, when the current application came up they didn't even really seem to look into these past problems at all. Um, Mr Winterbottom applied and was granted licensing and planning permission for this new Gentleman's Club uh, in August. Um, It's going to feature full nudity, serve alcohol until half four in the morning and doors will close at five, so actually later than the conditions Mm. that were imposed uh, two years ago on on the Phoenix. Uh, Mr Winterbottom wants to move into Winter Gardens as as Phoenix has had to close while the leisure plaza in Milton Keynes is refurbished. Uh, The application was actually way through the licensing process because Milton Keynes Council didn't have any objections. Um, But at the planning stage, it was opposed by businesses such as the Holiday Inn, Argos, and by Central Milton Keynes Town Council, and local councillors even um, objected as well. But the council couldn't find any reason to turn it down on planning grounds, so the application was approved. Did
3: the council not take the previous warning into consideration when when granting Mr Winterbottom this new licence?
12: Well, that's an interesting one. I I spoke to the chairman of the Development Control Panel, which passed the planning side of this application, a chap called Councillor Mick Mick Uh, after that decision had been made and he said he, at that time he had no knowledge of any problems at all at the Phoenix Club so he didn't even know about this. Uh, he's since told me that that previous warning wouldn't have made any difference at the planning stage but he thinks it could have been considered at licensing. Uh, The big issue now is that council officers passed that licensing application without even putting it in front of councillors on the licensing committee and critics of the sex club are calling that undemocratic. Uh, The council itself is happy the 2011 complaint was treated very seriously at the time and was dealt with at that point. Um, And it said it had no subsequent reports of complaints at the club and that the recent application was approved in consultation Mm. with Thames Valley Police. So what happens now? Well, as I say, critics are angry, but there may be very little they can do. Um, The club has already been given these permissions to go ahead. The council were happy, its procedures were followed, um, and it looks like uh, it's going to happen there. What may be interesting is that Milton Keynes Council is set to review its procedures on licensing sexual establishments next year. That might be too late to make any difference here. Uh, but they may well decide to introduce new rules that would make it very hard for further sex establishments to make their home in Milton Keynes. And have you managed to speak to Mr Winterbottom? I've um, contact, tried to contact Mr Winterbottom and his uh, legal representatives on a number of occasions. They've always declined to comment and actually on this uh, on this latest occasion um, I didn't even have a call back from them.
3: Craig, thank you very much indeed. That's our reporter, Craig Lewis. Well, this kind of... Let's open this up a little bit, shall we? As you heard there at the end, uh, Craig saying there could be new uh, uh, licensing laws from Milton Keynes Council, uh, which would possibly make it harder for further sex establishments to open up in Milton Keynes. Do we get our knickers in a twist about these sex clubs and these lap dancing clubs? I remember the one in Amptill, which is, is, is long gone now, and there are all these places. Do we really get too upset about these? Is there any harm in a lap dancing club? A sex club is slightly misleading. There aren't people in there having intercourse. It's not what it's about. Girls stripping off doing a little bit of a dance. Have you got a problem with that? Do you think it's demeaning and it's, it's vulgar and we're better than that? If, it, if it's done behind closed doors, everyone's willing and compliant. Is there a problem? 08459 four double five five double
7: five. Make it right you bring.
3: Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio We'll be talking about dog training soon Are you aware of this Caesar Milan The dog whisperer Well I don't think it's necessarily whispering he does When he's pinning the dogs to the ground Have you seen this technique We'll, we'll be speaking later on in the show To uh, a local woman who was refused uh, A dog from a rescue centre Because she said she endorses The uh, Caesar Milan methods Including pinning a dog down Oh, 08459 five, 455 double, 555. Double, Maybe you own dogs. Maybe you train dogs. And uh, you think, no, oh, there's nothing wrong with what he does. It's perfectly fine to pin a dog down and use electric shock collars. Oh, 08459 five, 455 double, 555 double, is the phone number. Coming up to 6.30 on BBC Three Counties Radio, let's get the latest travel news.
8: Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio.
8: the M1 still got a lane closed in southbound junction 12 down to 11 from Toddington and down to the A505 Luton and Dunstable turn where someone's broken down doesn't look like it's causing any delays to be honest the M25 uh, not bad looks very slow for a very short stretch by the looks of things uh, on the anti-clockwise side just around junction 19 Uh, speed sensors picking up some delays on the high street north in Dunstable the A5 just slow northbound for a short stretch as you head up from the A505 towards the Houghton Regis turn clear by the time you get there. Uh, Lipponway and Stevenage looking very slow north up towards Fairlands Way and on the trains at Stevenage there are delays of up to half an hour to east coast services after a train broke down between Peterborough and Grantham. Russell Holding, BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Thank you Russell. 6.30 let's get the news and sport now with Catherine Boyle Across beds hearts and bugs
4: This is BBC
1: Three Counties Radio Good morning, the headlines. More than £360,000 is set to be spent on signs offering safety advice and traffic warnings across Hertfordshire. The final bill for policing the Bilderberg Conference at the Grove near Watford has been confirmed at £990,000 and it's emerged that the man behind a new strip club in Milton Keynes was deemed unfit to run a similar venue two years ago.
11: Three County Sports.
1: BBC Three Counties Radio. Marouane Fellaini is a Manchester United player the Belgian midfielder has signed for £27.5 million pounds from Everton and rejoins his old manager David Moyes at Old Trafford. Louis Saha played for both clubs and thinks Fellaini is a perfect mit- fit for United.
13: Fellaini
14: was a uh... The player to get because uh, his physicality and uh, the way he can as well help uh, up front, you know, in the, in different positions. Definitely, uh, some someone who can uh, definitely help uh, the side, and especially in Champions League.
1: Carl Robinson set to make changes for tonight's Johnson's Paint Trophy clash against Northampton. David Martin and Stephen Gleeson will both be rested, but the MK Dons manager feels the side he's putting out will be competitive.
15: It's a local derby. It's the 500th game in the club's history, so it's a it's a landmark. I've made changes that I feel some in mind for Saturday, but some in mind that I think that they've done well enough to play in the, in this first team. And I've not picked a team
16: and expected to lose.
1: Wickham Wanderers are also in the Johnson Paints Trophy tonight. The chair were at Exeter, and manager Gareth Ainsworth says he'll field a strong side.
16: Uh, when I want to win every game, you know, so I'll be putting a team out against Exeter to win the game. If I have the luxury of being able to rotate or rest a couple, then uh, the, the older ones might get a rest. But I'm sure, you know, when I was playing, I play. I remember playing 55, 60 games in one season, and uh, and I don't think it's it's, it's too bad, it's too bad a thing.
1: In the Calais Southern Premier Division last night, Hitchin drew one all with St Albans. And finally, in Formula One, Milton Keynes Red Bull have confirmed the signing of Daniel Ricciardo as part of a multi-year agreement. He'll join Sebastian Vettel to complete the driver line-up for 2014. And that's your latest news in sport. I'll be back with more at seven o'clock. you busy? A uh, bit, yeah. Why?
3: But you got five minutes? Yeah, go on. Do you want to do the papers, wouldn't they?
1: All right. Okay. Well, I haven't got the papers, so... Well,
3: uh, you, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll do them and you chip in as you see fit. Oh, right, OK. Yeah. The Guardian... Yes Gareth Bale Gareth Bale was unveiled Did you see him his unveiling at Real Madrid yesterday?
1: Yeah, and I heard his stab at Spanish Very good
3: He had a go, didn't he? Yeah Fair play He seems like a nice lad Yeah All his family were there including like, Just like some old men with, with their ties not done up and stuff
1: <laughs> Who are they? <laughs> Yeah, probably his uncle's.
3: Casualty... Oh, uh, casualties in Afghan forces, unsustainable. US commander says police... No, 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 the Times... Um, US leaves unreliable British out in the cold. Well, I'll have none of that. Uh, and the f- Oh, now, you, uh, you, you've probably read Fifty Shades of Grey.
1: I read two and a half of it. I got bored.
3: Oh, too so I probably bondage. managed
1: about... Four, four 35 shades. <laughs>
3: my, uh, my mum, <laughs> my mum, um, uh, she's not very well, so she can't read particularly well on her own. She can't see very well. Uh, and she has a woman that comes into her care home and, re- and reads for her. And, I, and my mum gets very angry. And I went round and she was in a effing and jeffing. I said, what, what, what's wrong? I'm furious. The staff here are rubbish. I said, mum, calm down. Tell me what the problem is. We'll, we'll, we'll sort it out. Well, this stupid woman that comes and reads to me. She, we finished the Rod Stewart book, which I'm sure is quite mucky she wouldn't read. She refused to read my second book. I said, "Well, well, uh, Mum, what is the book? Seventy Shades of Blue." I went, right. I, she's it's Fifty Shades of Grey. She's well within her rights not to want to read that to you, you mucky pup.
1: I'd read it to her.
3: Well, she wanted me to read it. I oh said, no, 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 that's <laughs> all
1: kinds
3: of wrong there. No, no I've, I've um, can I tell this story about my mother? Let me just, uh, uh, okay. Yes, I can, just. I can, just, if I rephrase some of it. We took her, uh, I took her t- for um, a, a medical trial. She, she got to try cannabis, wow, on the NHS. And um, I had to um, ask her all these questions and fill in this questionnaire. And it was like, about, how is your health? Do you feel much pain? And then it got, it got to two questions. And I said, mum, I'm going to ask you these two questions, okay? And then we are never going to mention these questions ever again in our lives, oh, right? No. Yeah. When was the last time you had sex? When was the last time you achieved? An <laughs> no, you did
7: <laughs> oh, 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 it.
3: Oh, dear, I'm still in therapy did about it. Did she give it. you the
1: info? Yes, she oh. did, and you boy, it was surprising. You can't unhear that, can you?
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the independent has uh, voted... Vote the papers are very boring today. Oh, papers are, The papers are very boring. Until you get to the Express, you've got Princess Diana in the front. Well done, then.
1: What's the latest health cure?
3: Uh, they, well, their health, they haven't got a health cure on the front because their health cure has been replaced. Oh, no, hang on. Uh, uh, no, it's dementia if you look inside. All right. But their health cure has been replaced by um, uh, the list of who is appearing in this year's Strictly Come Dancing. Oh,
1: flipping
3: it. Susanna Reid's on the front. I like her. I like Susanna Reid. Um, and she once messaged me on Facebook, so I like her even more. Okay. Uh, Abby Clancy's in there.
1: Mm.
3: She's a tall um, model sophie ellis bexter is in there
1: all right yes she
3: had a pop song five years ago
1: and her mum was on blue peter her
3: mum was on blue peter her mum got sacked for blue from blue peter for
1: being pregnant yes
3: whilst i'm married <laughs> uh, rachel riley is on there she's good at maths she's the countdown lady um and here are the others i've heard of vanessa Feltz. yep deborah meaden mm. she's a dragon um tony that's ja- not very nice tony jacklin he's a golfer and oh. Dave Myers now I've never heard of Dave Myers but I, from the picture he's a hairy biker
1: oh right yeah right. I know I know that then
3: Fiona Fullerton Mark Benton Ben Cohen Ashley Taylor Dawson whoa whoa, whoa
1: whoa whoa after Fiona Fullerton you lost me yeah, exactly Julian
3: McDonald, Natalie Gomedi, Patrick half of these people half of the a couple of them I know quite well a couple I recognise half of them I have no idea who they
1: are on the upside it'll soon be our turn
3: Oh, ho, ho, ho. I would do that. I would be up for a little bit I of I would. I'm quite a mover. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry about that.
1: Well, Catherine, we filled
4: four minutes. Excellent. Can I go and get on with my job? Please do. 459 455 555.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio. I, I would suggest that uh, Strictly are scraping the bottom of the barrel there. Susanna Reid, I think, is cracking, yes, and... Uh, most of those people, I have no idea who they are. Could you help? 08459
17: 505 in my bed, the clock think of you- Second hand unwind
3: C3 Counties Radio 08459 Hey here's a question Would you holiday in Hertfordshire No don't laugh Why are you laughing Naughty A campaign has been launched to get the county Voted as the UK's top tourist destination Stop it Stop it It's already been shortlisted in the British Travel Awards. I I, I assume that was before Hatfield was voted the ugliest town in the UK. Well, Sophie Solaria has been doing her uh, best bit of radio journalism stuff and finding out if you'd holiday in Hertfordshire. Sophie, you enjoy a holiday. It's very rarely I see you at work these days, as you're normally out and about. Would you uh, consider holidaying in Hertfordshire?
18: Oh, I don't know. Uh,
3: Nah. Why not? I mean, listen, Hertfordshire is a nice place. It's got some great places in it. Of course it has. Of course it has. But to try and make it a, a, a premier uh, a, a holiday destination sounds a little bit um, churlish.
18: Well, this is it, isn't it? I mean, I'd prefer to go to Devon, I think. There's some sea there.
3: I'm not a fan of holidaying in the UK. A, a weekend away listen a nice weekend yeah. away go, go, go on a, a Friday morning or a Friday after work and uh, if come back on a Sunday or if you can on Monday wonderful lovely perfect so in a nice country hotel go for long walks and a nice uh, pub lunch but any longer than that
18: yeah I know I agree but we've got to support UK tourist trade don't we now no Oh yeah, I think we have to. Do now. we? Is yeah, that the, is that
3: the like official BBC like line?
18: Mandatory, mandatory. Oh, yeah. in that
3: case, if it's the BBC line, then I wholeheartedly support it. You've been talking to people, haven't you?
18: Yeah, nobody really wants to go to Hertfordshire, ivory, and listen. Oh. Would you holiday in Hertfordshire? No. You've got a week's leave. You could go to Tring, St
13: Albans. No. Hate Hertfordshire.
18: What? Why do you hate Hertfordshire? I'm Luton Town. What does that even mean?
13: <laughs> I support Luton Town, I hate Hertfordshire. I live in Watford, so obviously if I think of going anywhere, it has to be somewhere different. But if you live in Watford,
18: wouldn't you want to hang out there?
13: Not as a holiday, you know, obviously you wouldn't go on a holiday where you live.
18: Would you ever go on holiday in Hertfordshire?
19: I mean, for the day, or were you talking about the weekend?
18: Oh, I'm talking for the whole week, maybe even two weeks.
19: Two weeks? Yeah, I probably wouldn't stay in the same place, but maybe in the car and just sort of find different locations and stay in bed and breakfasts or see different attractions. And I'm from Australia, so someone from overseas who lives here now can see a lot of um, things locally. People need to be a bit more content with what's around them. No way.
18: What don't you like about Hertfordshire?
19: Well, the way how people
15: get treated around here, you know, there's a lot of guys who, girl guys and uh, women who are just on the street homeless all the time. We don't look after our, our poor and needy. All the shops are closing down everywhere. You know, the recession's hit really hard.
18: Oh, you're making me feel really depressed this morning. Oh, no,
15: know, it's not good. <laughs>
3: what, about,
18: what about somewhere like St Albans? That's really pretty. Yeah, St Albans is nice. But you wouldn't spend a week there?
3: No, nah, I wouldn't. I'd rather go somewhere else. Well, I think there are homelessness, you know, but even if you go, uh, where I was in holiday, in Zakynthos recently, and there, there were beggars there, so that, that's pretty much a worldwide problem. But that gentleman who doesn't like Hertfordshire because he supports Luton Town... Is, I know. is, is the county of Hertfordshire a direct... I uh, don't get it. ...nemesis of that football club?
18: Nobody wants to go to Hertfordshire. Exactly, that's exactly what I said. What is your problem? He just walked away.
3: Right, Seleria, SS, uh, your uh, job this morning is to find one person who would happily uh, spend a week's holiday in Hertfordshire.
18: In one place, a whole week?
3: A whole... I mean, they can tour around Hertfordshire if they want, but a week's holiday in Hertfordshire. Can you do it?
18: I don't know. All right, I'll try. Can I go to Hertfordshire to do it?
3: Can you holiday in your own county? Yes, I suppose you can. Go wherever you need to go, Sophie. Just get them. I'm going to do it, Thank you very much indeed. If that's you, if you're thinking that... uh, those people speaking to Sophie were giving it a bad rap. 08459 555. Would you holiday in Hertfordshire? I, I listen, there are places in Hertfordshire I'd spend a nice weekend, as I've said, but a whole week? Oh, no, I think I'll, I'll go to uh, to France or Italy or something. 08459 555. It's 6.45. Let's get the latest travel now. Travel news for beds, hearts and
8: bugs.
4: BBC Three Counties
8: Radio. Well, thankfully I'm not aware of any accidents, So there is still this breakdown on the M1 in the inside lane southbound, junction 12 down to 11, so from the Toddington and Flittig turn down to the A505, Luton and Dunstable turn. Doesn't look like it's causing much in the way of delays, in fact the speed sensors suggest that most routes are actually moving uh, pretty well at the moment. Every now and again I see an odd bit of traffic, certainly the uh, A505 uh, around uh, the Dunstable starting to busy up a little bit, the A5 going north up High Street North, still looks a little bit slow going up from the A505 as far as the Houghton Reed this turn M25 is looking very slow, um, going anti-clockwise junctions 21 to 19 so the bit from the M1 uh, round to uh, Watford and that's about it. Of course school holidays so traffic that little bit uh, lighter although obviously now we're expecting lots of extra visitors to Hertfordshire for their holidays from today. Uh, Russell Holding, BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Russell I I would hold off on that expectation for a little bit but thank you very much. 6.46, Tuesday the 3rd of September. I'm Ian Lee and these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. More than £360,000 is set to be spent on road signs offering safety advice and traffic warnings across Hertfordshire. The final bill for policing the Bilderberg Conference at the Grove near Watford has been confirmed at £990,000. In sport, Manchester United have signed Maruani. Maruani? That can't be a man's name. Isn't that the thing you put in... Oh, Fellani. I've said all of that wrong. From Everton. For £27,500,000. Is that... Is that all? Is that all? That's the kind of loose change Gareth Bale finds down the back of his sofa. Coming up, is it okay to pin a dog down if it does something wrong? Well, that's a technique used by a gentleman known as the dog whisperer. Have you used it, or do you think it's a little bit cruel? 08459 455555. We'll talk about that and more after the latest weather with Elizabeth Rittini. Beds,
4: hearts and bucks
20: weather.
11: BBC Three Counties Radio.
20: Hello, very good morning to you. Well, summer continues actually into September across the three counties. Lots of sunshine around, already some blue skies out there and that's going to continue for the rest of the day. But what we will see this afternoon, the big difference between today and yesterday is that we'll probably see more in the way of fair weather cloud, uh, particularly across parts of Hertfordshire, I think, this afternoon. But temperatures still doing very, very well. In fact, uh, those highs between 22, as high as 24, even 25 degrees Celsius we might see somewhere that's 77 in Fahrenheit but where we do get the sunny spells Just about everywhere, really. Then uh, the winds will be very light. It will feel very pleasant indeed. Overnight tonight, we do the whole thing all over again, staying dry. Good few clear spells around, a little bit of patchy cloud at times, and a few isolated mispatches, particularly over the Chilterns. Temperatures dropping to between 11 in the rural spots and as high as 14 or 15 degrees in many of the towns. Tomorrow, the high temperatures and the sunshine continues. We could be looking at 27 or 28 degrees tomorrow. Same again on Thursday, getting quite close to 30 degrees but by the time we get to friday it's going to be feeling an awful lot cooler a big temperature drop around 10 degrees by the time we get to friday and also some outbreaks of rain as well that's the forecast
3: elizabeth hello what does it what are the conditions for it to be termed an indian summer
20: uh well usually it's a little bit later on so it would be in autumn but we usually say that it's an indian summer once it's already been cold as it were so oh. <laughs> October sort of
3: so it gets cold and then it gets warm again and it has to be because we're in autumn now aren't we
20: yeah I don't think there's an official definition yeah autumn we're in the meteorological autumn at the moment because that starts at on the 1st of September but we're not yet in the astronomical autumn because we haven't seen the equinox what? yet that will oh, happen in the middle end of the month won't it <laughs> it's complicated Elizabeth yeah.
3: thank you very much indeed <laughs> I think there is an official definition of what an Indian summer is Oh, 08459 five, wait double, 555. Double, five.
4: Every weekday morning from 9, the JVS show. You just can't carry on with life. It, I mean, it's just awful. With the biggest opinions.
21: It's about time somebody or an organisation stood up and basically not the coffee. Well, yeah, it depends on the individual, actually. Let's pollute the planet even more. We
15: should pollute it so much your Pinot Gris show goes rotten.
4: And the biggest local talking points.
15: What we really need to do is for everyone in, in the country to reduce their energy consumption,
10: not increase it.
4: The JVS show, weekdays from 9. BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: You'll fight too many
3: Well, you hear a little bit of radio in the background, like that. I want more, so... There's a a Slade song, isn't there? Radio Wall of Sound, which is surprisingly a good song. Considering it's an 80s Slade song, and that has radio in the background. I like hearing a bit of... And you're listening to the latest coming up on the... There's a Kiss song that does it, the uh, album version of Detroit Rock City. And you're listening to the latest hits from KJR. Just makes me feel excited. And like lacks of symmetry that really make my OCD kicking. Hey, a bucket. Hey, is that how you start a news story on the BBC? Is that is that what Victoria Derbyshire or Stephen Nolan would do on Five Live? Hey, here's a story. A Buckinghamshire woman who uses a controversial form of dog training pioneered by the TV dog whisperer Caesar Milan has been told she will not be allowed to adopt a dog from a rehoming centre in the county. Elka Hoyer was visiting Stoke Church Dog Rescue with her five other dogs. She had to restrain one of them after it became aggressive towards the dog she was hoping to adopt. Well, our reporter Richard Williams has been to meet Elka at her home in
22: Buckinghamshire. Crikey, so many dogs. Elka, good to meet you. Who are the four dogs you've come to greet us?
2: Coco, Skye, Chewy and Lexie.
22: woo! you approached stoke and church to adopt a dog what was the process from there
2: we went in and we looked at the dogs and we chose two that we liked and we went up for the mixed meat a few days later we introduced my dogs one by one once we got to the stage of all the dogs off the lead except for piglet two of my dogs went to have a go at it so i had to stop those two so we just my son and i we took a dog each and put them on the side with the uh, Caesar Milan neck, b- neck bite. Lexi!
22: Come here! Lexi, you actually got from Stoke and Church?
2: Oh yes, I got her a year and a half ago.
22: So give us an example of what you would do with Sky here then.
2: OK, so, well Sky's sitting down nicely and she's not in a red zone situation. A red zone case is when a dog is unable to hear, see anything else except the target of its attack. i just push her down gently. Good girl. Lie down. Um, there you are. Uh, There you are, girl. That's all it is. You put your fingers there on the side of the neck, there's no pain or anything there, and done.
22: And when would you use that method?
2: Only in a situation where it's very dangerous, where you think your dog's going to attack somebody else. It doesn't hurt the dog at all, and it's not painful at all. It just says to the dog, You can't behave like this, I don't accept that behaviour. I was told that they did not like the fact that I pinned the dog down, and I said, That's Caesar Milan's method, and I use it with the pack. When they're in a red zone case, and um, she said she didn't like that, and the the rescue don't condone it, which is fair enough. I then asked her, so are you telling me that if I use Caesar Milan's methods, then I can't adopt a dog from you? And she said yes.
22: The Caesar Milan method, though, has come in for quite a bit of criticism. Why is that?
2: I think because in in his first episodes, um, he was taking red zone cases and. Trying to use methods that use dog psychology and dog behaviour.
22: Just use choke chains, light kicks to the abdomen, potential use of electric shock as well. These are things which, at the point when they're administered to a dog, they could cause some distress or pain. Is that right?
2: It depends on the on the case. I, I personally wouldn't use the um, the choke chain with the claws facing in, or the electric shock. Um, but so to
22: be clear, then it's only elements of Caesar Milan's methods that you adhere to. Not is it a total?
2: Yes, I don't have red zone cases. I don't have an issue with what they think is right or wrong, because we all have our own opinions. Um, I was just concerned that I'd spent an hour wasting my time, two members of staff wasting their time, when at the beginning, if they had said not to use Caesar Milan's methods, I wouldn't have been that.
22: What would you like to see Stoke and Church dog rescue do?
2: I have the greatest respect for them and what they're doing and I would urge anybody to go and adopt a dog there. I would just like them to make it very clear on their website and when people go up to adopt that they don't accept Caesar Milan's methods. It's as simple as that. That's all I'm asking is tell people and then they'll know that they can't get a dog from you.
3: Well, we uh, did contact Stoke and Church Dog Rescue yesterday uh, for an interview or statement, but they didn't get back to us despite the number of messages left. And later on in the show, we'll hear from Elka herself, and we'll also speak to a dog trainer from Hertfordshire. We've got a text about uh, Season Milan, which we shall read a little bit later on. It's quite lengthy, but worth uh, reading in its entirety, I think. What do you think about those dog training methods? A bit harsh? Or fair enough. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. And was the dog rescue centre correct to refuse Elka one of their rescue dogs? <laughs>
8: Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio.
8: Well, traffic's starting to look very slow on the M1 southbound now, around junction 12, the Toddington and Flittick turn. There's a lane block, the inside lane, where someone's broken down somewhere just after to junction 12, down towards 11, so I suspect that'll be the reason for those delays. M25 is very slow, anti clockwise, junctions 21 to 19, that's from the M1 around uh, to the Watford turn. In fact, further down the M1, it's starting to queue towards junction 4 near Elstree now as well. That looking uh, very slow along that stretch. The speed sensors, though, suggest that other local routes are doing OK. Of course, the school holidays still uh, at the moment. Russell Holding, BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Russell, thank you very much indeed. 08459 oh, double five five double five. five. Uh, this is bugging me now. Is there a, a proper definition of an Indian summer? I asked Elizabeth Rizzini. I wasn't happy with her answer. I know, I know she's a weather expert. I know she is, but is she? Is she? I don't know that. I don't know that, but I do. Definition of an Indian uh, summer, please. 08459 455 555. And these Caesar Milan dog training methods. Any good or a bit naughty?
4: Local and vocal across beds, hearts, and bucks.
11: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
1: Good morning. It's seven o'clock. The headlines, hundreds of thousands spent on road signs in Hertfordshire, Bilderberg bill more than £900,000 and dog trainers methods too brutal for Bucks rehoming centre.
11: BBC Three Counties Radio.
1: The Campaign for the Protection of Rural England is criticising the decision to spend £360,000 on traffic information signs in Hertfordshire. The county council will use a government grant to install 24 variable displays across Hatfield, Wellin and Potter's Bar. Speaking earlier to Ian Lee, the CPRE's Richard Bullen suggested the council may be spending for spending's sake. It's
5: not because you've got the money we could put a new sign in because you have got the money. No. You must have, um, a, a, well, a clear... Um, audit of what is needed. There always seems to be a pot of money put in a new sign, but no money to maintain existing signs or remove those which are now redundant. We don't want the countryside spoiled by displaying pointless information. No, we don't want that.
1: The final bill for policing the International Bilderberg Conference at the Grove near Watford has been revealed. Here's more from Lorna Hankin.
18: Hertfordshire Police have confirmed the cost came to £990,000. £500,000 was contributed by the organisers of the event. They are asking the Home Office now to cover the shortfall, although it's understood that £38,000 is in VAT, which they can't recover.
1: It's emerged the man behind a new strip club in Milton Keynes was deemed unfit to run a similar venue two years ago. Thames Valley Police told Milton Keynes Council that Richard Winterbottom did not have the ability to operate the Phoenix Club within the conditions of its licence. The club received a formal warning after notching up 27 licensing violations in the space of one 18-month period. Police are appealing for witnesses to an assault in Stevenage which has left a man with serious head injuries. The 42-year-old was attacked in the early hours of Saturday morning as he used an under Pass near the coach and horses pub on the high street a buckinghamshire animal shelter has refused to let a woman adopt a dog because of her training methods Helka hoyer uses the techniques pioneered by the american dog whisper caesar milan she says that when she employed his restraining method on one of her dogs in front of staff at the stoke and church dog rescue they clearly didn't approve and she believes the situation could easily have been avoided
2: i don't have an issue with what they think is right or wrong because we all have our own opinions um, I was just concerned that I'd spent an hour wasting my time, two members of staff wasting their time, when at the beginning, if they had said not to use Cesar
1: Milan's methods, I wouldn't have been there. In sport, in Formula One, Milton Keynes Red Bull have confirmed the signing of the Australian driver, Daniel Ricciardo, as part of a multi-year agreement. And the weather, dry with sunny spells and a top temperature of 25 degrees Celsius, that's 77 Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties.
3: I've just wasted an hour of my time, I'm not complaining. And an hour of yours, are you complaining? Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's three minutes past seven on Tuesday, the 3rd of September. Don't panic, mums and dads, don't panic. They go back tomorrow. Oh, yes, oh, yes, they go back. Life continues, resumes where it ended. Looking forward to that, getting rid of them? Sending them back, yes, you are, of course you are. Lots coming up on the show this morning, including... Well, there's not a lot of money, is there, going around in the UK at the moment, but Harts County Council is planning to spend more than £350,000 on how many new road signs? How many? I'll tell you in a minute. You'll be shocked, I think. Is it okay to pin down a dog if it does something wrong? Well, that's a technique used by the trainer known as the Dog Whisperer. But as you heard in Catherine's bulletin, his techniques have stopped a Buckinghamshire woman adopting a new dog. And would you holiday in... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Would you holiday in Hertfordshire? A campaign's been launched to get the county voted as the UK's top tourist destination. Listen, it's nice, it's nice. UK's top tourist destination? Really? Really? Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Text 81333, start your text 3CR. Or you can give me a call, 08459 four double five five double five.
4: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
11: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: I'll tell you just how many road signs uh, Hart's, uh, Hertfordshire is going to get at a cost of more than £350,000 in a minute. Before that, though, uh, Ray's in Luton. Good morning, Ray. Oh, Ray's disappeared. Ray. Ray, are you there? Oh. Ray, hello. It's, it's you, not me. No, No, it's you, not me. No, it's you. To you, to me. <laughs> it's not me, Ray, it's you. No, it's you. Ray, it's you. No. Quick, no, I can hear a dog barking. It. Push that dog down on the floor and kick it in the abdomen. It's
23: always, yeah, I don't, I don't treat my dogs
3: like that. Oh, well, it sounds like you should do. It sounds like a violent, vile beast. What kind of dog is it?
23: Listen, I've got, a Jack, I've got two Jack Russells, a big one and a little baby one that's only six weeks
3: old. Electric shock it now.
23: Just a minute, I've lost me page now, what are you mocking
3: me about? So, what? Your page? We
23: page, right. You wanted a definition of an Indian summer.
3: <laughs> yes, I did, and it's, this is definitely worth putting the rest of the show on hold for, Ray, yes. Indian
23: summer Yes. by Wikipedia uh, Encyclopedia.
3: Wikipedia Encyclopedia? Yeah. Is this a book? Yeah, this is... What? This, this is the best you'll get. This is... Hang on, okay. there, there is a book version of Wikipedia? Well,
23: Wikipedia is a version of oh. an encyclopedia yeah. But you
3: said you'd lost your no, page. You're getting, you're getting me confused now, No, you're getting, me, you're, you're getting yourself confused, Ray. Listen to me. No.
23: An Indian summer is a heat wave that occurs in the autumn. It refers to a period of considerably above normal.
3: Right.
9: That's what it says.
3: Is that all it says? That's all it says. So, but, okay, when is autumn? I don't know, you tell me. Well, no, you tell me. <laughs> you see? You see, what you've done is you've opened up a can of worms.
23: Well, there you go. If anybody can do any better.
3: Can you the Wikipedia when autumn is, please?
23: Well, I've got to do it again. I'll ring you back.
3: All right, we'll speak to you in a few minutes, Ray. Yeah. Thank you very much indeed. That's Ray and Luton. He is our science and weather correspondent. Now, back to these... Ro- <laughs> Did we really just stop the show for that? <laughs> Road signs. Okay, Hertfordshire County Council are going to spend more than £350,000 on road signs. How many road signs are they going to get for that? No? No, less than that. 24 road signs. It works out. at £12,000 each... With cost of £3,800 needed for installation. We're going to have nine signs in Hatfield, another nine in Welling and six in Potter's Bar early next year. These are those kind of signs that you can change the message on, I believe. But are they really necessary? And are they a, a good use of money or, or a complete waste of money? Well, earlier on, I spoke to Richard Bullen from the Campaign to Protect Rural England. He thinks there's a danger that road users are being spoon-fed unnecessary information.
5: Now, you can't put a hazard sign up every time there's a bend. It's for road users to anticipate the conditions of the, of the roads. Um, so, again, it's... What is necessary, without insulting the intelligence of the average driver, uh, to protect people to to the minimum, but leaving it to the driver to make sure they are driving within the safety of their competence, the road conditions and the abilities of their vehicle?
3: Malcolm Cohen is Lib Dem Councillor for Handside and Pear Tree in Welling Garden City and joins me now. Good morning, Malcolm. Good morning to you. Just under 16 grand for a traffic sign. That seems a little bit extortionate, doesn't
24: yes, it? Yes, it would have been nice if we'd been told that when, when, we, were, when we had a discussion about the subject uh, some years ago.
3: Is this good value for money?
24: Um, it's, well, without seeing what the alternatives are, it's hard to tell, but it does seem a lot of money, and given the difficulties we're getting in getting any money spent on all sorts of other aspects on, on the roads, it is very worrying that, that that sort of amount is tolerated. Because
3: these signs will be saying things like, don't drink and drive, hey, maybe you should slow down, have you changed your underwear today? It's, it's, it's a little bit patronising, isn't it, really? Oh, yes,
24: I mean, that's, that sort of thing is, is, is quite ludicrous. I mean, you get them on the, on the signs on the motorways when, when they've got, co- nothing else to display. They sometimes put this sort of stuff up. Um, there's also the aspect, of course, that the more visual um, um, distractions there are to drivers, the less they're able to concentrate. And Hertfordshire, one of our, Hertfordshire's other ideas was to have adverts on loads of the roundabouts. Um, so, yeah, they seem to be distracting you know, don't seem to have any worries about distracting people when they're supposed to be concentrating so maybe the message on the signs occasionally could say, we don't need signs
3: up. (laughs) Ignore this sign £350,000 a lot of money when money as we all know is is short at the moment. Where is it coming from?
24: Um, I believe it's a government grant um, which is really the only justification for doing this if the money is being given to you um, it's not costing you anything locally then you, you know Maybe it's something that, that that's you know more acceptable. It certainly wouldn't be acceptable if we were paying for it. But I mean, I would challenge your figures. As far as I'm aware, this is county wide. What I think you got your story from is the, the excellent Well in Hatfield Times, who obviously concentrated on um, the local scene. But this is this is, an, this is a county wide initiative. Um, so I suspect that the cost is nearer three million
3: wowzers that's incredible if that's the case so th- this money is coming from the government it's specifically for these signs you can't that's, spend well, them on anything else that's,
24: that's my understanding i know you're getting um the portfolio holder terry Duris on later so you could put that question to him and pin him down on that particular subject um, the other thing I'd say is this is supposed to be part of a, a three-pronged attack on, on trying to make travel easier, and the other ones were actually the ones that people we, we were actually more interested in. One was to um, have real-time bus information so that when you're standing there waiting for the bus, you can know whether it's actually coming on time mm. or whether you want to take another route or give up and do something else. And the third thing was to... Um, Allow the traffic lights to be changed to give buses priority if they're running late or if they're hev- heavily heavily loaded. And last time I asked, they seem to have forgotten that that was actually part of the project.
3: And finally, Malcolm, I'm sorry. Are you are you saying that the, the, it, the whole of Hart's County Council uh, it, it could be spending three million pounds on these signs? Um,
24: well, certainly, if the three hundred and fifty thousand for Welling Hatfield is true, we're we're a tenth of the county. Um, so that's the sort of am- amount of money that I think would be involved they're certainly not, uh, certainly not aware of any intention to only do well in Hatfield
3: OK, well we, we shall certainly investigate that a little bit uh, further and clear that up if we can thank you very much Lib Dem Councillor for Hanside and Petrie and Welling, Malcolm Cowan uh, joined now by Liam Reddington is uh, from the Campaign for Plain English. Liam, I, I, I do think there's too much kind of uh, road furniture as it is, but signs telling drivers to slow down, don't drink and drive, uh, don't text while you're driving, it seems very patronising. Well, were they actually, is there any evidence they have any effect?
10: No. I mean, Ian, sometimes you can argue that the end justifies the means, and if these signs achieve their intended effect, you could say that what was gained, in terms of human lives, outweighed what was lost. You know, co- mm. financial cost and potential damage to the countryside, etc. But as I understand it, Ian, they're insipid, bland little notice boards that really a considerable cost, not likely to... to take anybody's attention, apart from the one in Have You Changed Your Underwear, and I was impressed with that one.
3: Yes, well, that's, that, that, I, I have to just clarify, that was my own suggestion, dear <laughs> yes. listener.
10: Oh, I thought it was, I thought it was. Well, Hearts
3: County Council but <laughs> welcome to use it if they want. But <laughs> we, we see so many signs now. Yes, we've, we have we've, we've become blind to a lot of them, haven't we?
10: Yeah, yeah, especially signs like that. I mean, if you're going to have a sign, the writing on it must be fit for purpose and audience. And as I understand it, the audience... Uh, the, the purpose of these signs is to reduce road casualties, reduce drink driving, speeding, using your mobile, and the audience are exactly those sort of people who 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 are likely to be committing those offences. And they're not going to take any notice of bland, little, neutral statements like that, are they? Um, I mean, which would you more like take notice of Um please don't use your mobile or put down that phone the cost of the call is likely higher than you think things like that might have some impact but these bland little notice boards were becoming desensitized to them to be honest we've seen them so often so it 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 sounds like here they are and they're going to be an absolute waste of money
3: it's just under 16 grand a sign mm.
10: Mm. it's not expensive. the best use of money is it well, as I said a few minutes ago, Ian, if the end interest the yep. means they're not they're not expensive. Oh,
3: if you save a life, wonderful, fantastic, yeah, then you can't right. put a price on that. But I,
10: no, I would you be cannot. very surprised if these did. Well, I totally agree with you, Ian.
3: Are you like me, Liam, that you'd rather... I, I, I think we could easily get away, easily get away with removing 50% of all the signs on the roads at the moment without any a, a negative impact on, on I traffic.
10: T- yeah, I, t- I totally agree with you. And think harder about the sort of signs that we do have up. hmm in, in, in terms of the impact they're likely to have on people reading
3: them. Liam, thank you very much indeed. Liam, Liam Reddington uh, from the campaign for plain English. Well, what do you think? I, one of, uh, I, I've been looking for a campaign that I should get behind. I think maybe just less road signs is the one. Because it, it, it does annoy me. Now I'm a 40-year-old man. I'm an old so-and-so. I am so- No, I know. Sorry, producer Tara, who I believe is approaching 40. I, I know, I was being polite. She's, she's, she's pushing 50. I, I am a boring old so-and-so. And it's things like road signs that do wind me up. There are too many of them, aren't they? And 16 grand on a road sign saying, oh, hey, don't text and drive. Slow down. Do we really respond to those? 08 455 555. 7.15, it's BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the latest travel.
8: Well, the M1 is looking very slow south around Junction 12. The Tonington Athletic. turn the breakdown there's actually gone, so all lanes are back open, but it's starting to look uh, pretty slow from around Junction 13 at Bedford down towards there, then uh, further into uh, London just after Junction 4. I mentioned a bit earlier I could see a short stretch that looked very slow uh, near Elstree. It turns out there was an accident there, very quickly moved to the hard shoulder, but that's what's caused those delays. Various bits of the M25 are beginning to busy up a little bit now, uh, Ian, especially on the anti-clock. It's very slow from around Junction 21. Just before Junction 21, the M1 uh, round to 19 at Watford. The A1 starting to look pretty slow uh, coming towards London in the Stevenage area. And there's a short queue north approaching uh, the Black Cat roundabout. The A505 looks very slow for a short stretch on Offley Road uh, going into Hitchin. Russell holding BBC Three Counties Radio. Russell,
3: thank you very much. Right, 7.16, it's Tuesday the 3rd of September. I'm Ian Lee and these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Campaign for the Protection of Rural England is criticising the decision to spend £360,000 on traffic information signs in Hertfordshire. It's been confirmed that the final bill for policing the International Bilderberg Conference at the Grove near Watford reached £990,000. In sport, Roger Federer lost in the fourth round of the US Open tennis in New York, beaten in straight sets by Spain's Tommy Robredo. Coming up, hear more on the man behind a new sex club in Milton Keynes. He was deemed unfit to run a similar venue two years ago, but he's got the go ahead now. 08459 455 555.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio.
11: Every weekday from 12, Nick Coffer brings you...
17: We're talking antics and connectibles. It doesn't have to be old things. These anxieties that you have, when you get rid of this first one, you'll find that all these other things that you're talking about can fall into place.
9: Nick Coffer. We've had some great music today. The Beatles, ABBA, Smokey Robinson, Adele Pink Floyd. Nick Coffer.
11: I am wearing bright purple jeans. Weekdays from 12 on BBC
3: Three Counties Radio. I'm not a fan of strictly come dancing anyway. If they asked me to do it, I'd do it definitely. I'd do it. I've turned down others. I've turned down Big Brother, and I've turned down um, uh, the Jungle one. I do strictly. They'd never ask me. Um, and the the lineup has been announced in the uh, Express today. I know um, one. I know Abby Clancy. I don't know. Her. I'm unaware of her. Abby Clancy. Vanessa Feltz. Actually, I do know Mark Benton. He's in those um, bank adverts. Um. Um, I know Susanna Reed and Sophia Alice Bexer. I know five by looking at them, okay? Rachel Riley, she's the countdown girl. I know her I knew her once someone said, Oh, she's the countdown girl. Fiona Fullerton rings a bell, but I don't know. That Dave Myers I recognised from his face, he's one of the fat bikers, the big fat are they called big fat bikers? Big fat sweaty bikers. Big fat hairy bikers. Deborah Meaden, but there are, so, there are so many people here. That took you a long time. It's
4: coffee. Uh, uh,
3: thanks very much. Yeah. Oh, you forgot this. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, but I don't know who most. Ben Cohen? No idea. Ashley Taylor Dawson? Who? Patrick Robinson, Tony Jacklin, Julian McDonald, and Natalie Gmedy? Who are these people? If you know who those people are, could you give me a call? 08459 455 We're still waiting for Ray to call back as well with uh, an update on when autumn starts. Uh, Road signs. Pete. Hi, am Are there too many road signs, Pete?
14: There is probably too many road signs, but the type of road sign you're talking about this morning, they're an absolute godsend. These are the, the ones that you can change the message a little bit, and, and it says yeah, don't drink and drive. I don't, I don't think they really display the silly little messages you're talking about. They've got them around Northampton, around the ring road and on the approach roads, and they display information like road closes, road works, whether possibly delays. Um, For instance, down near the railway station in Northampton, there's two lanes in each direction, one of which is closed, Um, and for delivery drivers, if you see that, you know, to avoid the area, you know, they're just a godsend.
3: So you now listen. If they are displaying that kind of information and they are placed in the correct, you know, the correct venue where they they can be helpful, then that definitely is useful. You've not seen them because I have seen these signs that say you're doing 28 miles an hour. Well done, or you're doing 33 miles an hour. Slow down.
14: I think I think those sorts of signs they're they're good as well because it makes people slow down. It makes them realise that they are going too fast.
3: Why not just, the thing I always think with those signs, why not just put a camera up there? Four? Making a few quid. Instead of just saying you're going 34 miles an hour in a 30, snap, you get your photo taken,
14: you get fined. Well, you could do that as well, yeah. yeah. I think they do, they do have some of those signs um, with cameras attached. Pete, I'm
3: going to start a campaign to remove 50% of road signs. Are you behind I
14: mean, me? I, I mean, that would be a good idea. Yep. I mean, firstly, on every lamppost there's things advertising housing estates and things like that. Yep. You know, n- new housing estates, I mean, yep. you know, where houses are for sale. Get rid of all that lot and, um, yeah, you can get rid of probably 50% of the yes. road signs because they're, they're a menace.
3: Pete, thank you very much indeed. Clip that, use that, I'm going to use that on my campaign. Pete says road signs are a menace kind of if you twist it a little bit this is my, I'm, I'm starting the campaign let's get rid of 50% of road signs we do not need them Dennis and Dunstable you joining me are you, are you in are you in in my campaign to get rid of road signs yes. put a big one up don't drive sorry I've put a big sign up saying, don't drive. Yeah, no, I think you've misunderstood it. The campaign, Dennis, is to get rid of 50% of road signs. Yeah, well,
25: if you put that up, you get 50% of the
3: drivers not doing in the first place. I don't know. Again, you've misunderstood it, uh, Dennis. Yes, Okay, carry on. Yeah, I will. I don't want to get rid of the drivers, necessarily. No. I want to get rid of the road signs. Yeah, that's absolutely perfect. So are you with me or again me?
25: I'm with you, and I don't drive anymore.
3: Why? Because I'm too old. Ah, you're 88, aren't you? I am. Good, good. People over 75 shouldn't drive.
25: Well, that was it. The car wasn't fast enough. I had to. It was too slow. It was a a people's carrier. I wanted a. I wanted a Ferrari, but I couldn't afford it, so I had to give up driving.
3: Ashley Taylor Dawson. Sorry? Ashley Taylor Dawson. Who the devil's that? Patrick Robinson. Never
25: heard of him. Oh, well, yeah, if you're talking about the people last night... Yes, one or two of them I recognised, uh, going back years, but uh, yes. What, what,
3: what people last night?
25: The people who were going to come, come dancing.
3: OK. Julian MacDonald.
25: Julian MacDonald. Now, yeah, I've seen him somewhere. Julian Mac... Is that the dark gentleman? Is that of Coronation
3: Street. I think he may have been, yes. 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 he's a black fella, yes. Um... Uh, ben Cohen.
25: No, no. No idea. Fullerton, yes. Yes. A young lady, she was in one of the 007 films.
3: She was in the du- one of the 007 films. You're yeah, good, lovely, you do- jo-
25: lovely young lady.
3: Oh, hang on a second. Colin, yeah, Colin in Dunstable. Morning, Colin. Good morning. Colin, you know who um, uh, Ben Cohen is?
26: Yeah, rugby union player. For oh, reason. he's a rugby... B- Northampton. Is he any good? Yes, he was. He's, I think
3: he's retired now. Ben, are you a fan of Strictly Come Dancing? No. Oh. You're going to be watching it now that Ben Cohen's in it?
26: No. My goodness. I hate it. All those things I hate. Oh, dear God. Sorry about that, mate. Well, it's all right. uh, This is how I met
25: my wife was dancing. We've been dancing all our lives. No, I've I've got two left feet.
26: Well, I had four left feet, but that was beside the point. Yeah, Yeah, and uh, Fiona Fullerton, I I recognise. There's a few I recognise, but by name only.
25: Well, they put themselves up to make a fool of themselves that they can't dance the best they looked, and they're very brave people. I wouldn't do it.
26: Well, well, I mean, look at um, what's her name, um, the yeah. MP. Yes. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it's a laugh. Well, that's as long as they're laughing. It, it, why, why, that's what, it? it. If they want to do it, let
25: them do it. Yeah, they put themselves up to be knocked down when they when they're. Politicians, anyway
26: so why that's, not have a laugh at the same that's time that's right i mean there are people that have thought well i've got no chance at all and have done quite well i believe yeah
3: <clears throat> well D- dennis colin thank you so much for that contribution
26: um, can i just say one thing about
3: um road signs uh, are you enjoying my campaign to get rid of them yes thank you very much
4: Call 08459 455 555.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio. Seriously, next time I'm off, don't get Justin, don't get David Preva, get those two fellas in. I would pay top dollar. Top dollar to listen to them. Thank you very much, chaps. Now, it's emerged that uh, the man behind a new sax club in Milton Keynes was deemed unfit to run a similar venue two years ago. Thames Valley Police told Milton Keynes Council that Richard Winterbottom did not have the ability to operate the Phoenix Club within the conditions of its licence. But last month, Mr Winterbottom successfully applied for planning and licensing applications for a new Winter Gardens venue. Well, Linda Inoki is from central Milton Keynes Town Council, which objected to the plans. Uh, good morning, Linda. Were you aware of this warning when you objected to the club?
0: No, we weren't. And this is so frustrating. Had we been aware of it, we would have made sure that everybody knew about it, you know, within our power that we could reach.
3: It seems a little surprising that this warning uh, wasn't brought before the licensing committee.
0: Well, yes, that's a very good point. What we also found out since is that the licensing committee itself, comprising you know our elected representatives, did not meet to discuss it. The decision was delegated to an officer who obviously decided it was OK, so he rubber-stamped approval, despite obviously knowing that there had been quite seri- serious problems with the same applicant.
3: The Phoenix Club operated, didn't it, for two years without any problems after the warning. That, that could imply that Mr. Winterbottom has, has uh, learnt his lesson and he's, he's tightened his belt slightly.
0: It could do, but I don't really know. I'm not in a position to say, you say without any problems. Have we had any information from Thames Valley Police, for example? Because it was Thames Valley Police that called for the review of his licence in the first place because there were problems with violent affray, drug-taking outside the premises and breaches of, uh, specifically breaches of his licensing conditions, which are there to protect, for example, the dancers from contact with the customers. You know, there had supposed to be CCTV cameras in operation at all times, and there were lots of lapses of that sort of thing. So I'm not entirely sure whether we can definitely say that there haven't been any problems since. It may just be that we haven't been aware of them, but I don't know. He might be a reformed character.
3: Uh, you objected to the club before you knew about all these uh, incidences that, that you, you just mentioned. What, what, why are you so applo- opposed to a lap-dancing club?
0: Not necessarily to a lap-dancing club. I mean, there is an argument that every city centre has this kind of thing in it. OK, but it's about the location. And we opposed it at the planning committee. Unfortunately, it's already got its licence approval. But we, uh, we opposed it at the planning committee on planning grounds saying it's the wrong location. Now, where they want to open this new one is in our prime business district. There are, you know, very well uh, attended offices there. People walk through that area. I'm sure a lot of those people
3: using the offices will probably use the club as well.
0: (laughs) Well, possibly they will. But equally, for example, Holiday Inn is just around the corner. And they have very strongly objected to opening this lap dancing club in this particular location. They didn't want their guests you know, being, you know, feeling that this was not perhaps the nicest area to stay in or to walk through, as did other businesses, as did nearby residents. But we had this bizarre situation where the people on the planning committee, once it had been given its license, felt powerless to refuse it. I mean, the chairman was practically wringing his hands saying, oh, I'm really looking for re- reasons to refuse giving planning permission now, but I'm afraid I can't do anything. Their hands were tied. And I think this is a totally bizarre situation and it doesn't have to be this way.
3: Does the council need to review its current procedures on sexual establishments, do you think, Linda?
0: I Yes, personally, I really think it does. And I'm not the only person that thinks that. I know that there are other ward councillors and other people that are very that feel the time has come for an urgent review of this kind of thing. For example, um, now that I've done a bit more research into the, into the subject and I've had uh, local residents giving me really valuable information here, um, I found out that since then, uh, Swansea, for example, has nil policy on sexual establishments they will not allow them at all the same in mid-bedfordshire i don't know if you remember i think it was last year there was a huge fuss in Ampt hill
3: i do remember yes we followed that story very closely well
0: they go and i understand that since then mid-bedfordshire council has also reviewed it reviewed its attitude and said right the maximum number of sexual establishments that we will give licenses for is nil and that's control you know. Mm. And it, it's not about saying oh, it's not a moralistic position saying I personally don't like these things it's because I've been elected to try and look after the city centre of Milton Keynes and it's the flagship of the region we have over 30 million visitors a year coming from all over the area to Central Milton Keynes. We want to keep it safe, attractive for everybody, and we just think this is the wrong, wrong, wrong location to put it in. Common sense has failed. The boxes might have been ticked, but where's the common sense? And we really... Well, personally, I think it's time that Milton Keynes Council reviewed its attitude.
3: Linda Anoki from Central Milton Keynes Town Council. Thank you very much, uh, indeed, for putting your point forward. Do Do you have a problem, this specific club to one side, do you have a problem with sex... Clubs, and we say sex clubs as well, it's not people doing it in there, it's 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 women's strip. It's strip clubs, isn't it, basically? That's what they are. Do you have a problem with them? 08459-455-555. Oh, 730. Let's get the latest travel now on BBC Three Counties Radio. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio.
8: Well, a lot of the local routes are a little bit lighter than normal because of the school holidays, but the motorways are looking very busy. Saying that, Ian, the M1 has eased around Junction 12, the Toddington athletic term, where there was a breakdown earlier. It just looks a little bit slow south around Junction 13 at Bedford, then very slow further down into London between Junctions 5 and 4 from Watford to Edgware. Uh, the A1M looks very slow south towards and just past Junction 7 at uh, Stevenage, and then on the M25, it's very slow anti clockwise from Junction 22 at London. London, Coney, round to 19 at Watford. Russell Holding, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs.
4: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
1: the 7.30 headlines. I'm Catherine Boyle. The Campaign for the Protection of Rural England is criticising the decision to spend £360,000 on traffic information signs in Hertfordshire. It's been confirmed that the final bill for policing the International Bilderberg Conference at the Grove near Watford reached £990,000 and it's emerged that the man behind a new strip club in Milton Keynes was deemed unfit to run a similar venue two years ago.
11: Three Counties Sports
1: BBC Three Counties Radio Manchester United have signed Marouane Fellaini from Everton for £27.5 million. The Belgium International will be working once again with David Moyes, his former manager at Everton. And after being criticised for not spending enough money on new players, Arsenal broke their transfer record to sign the German international Mesut Ozil from Real Madrid on a deal worth £42.4 million. The former Premier League manager Tony Pulis says that's great business for the Gunners.
25: They'll be absolutely delighted that they've got Ozil and he's a, he's a top, top player. You know, I think they're most probably a little bit disappointed if Giroud gets injured. Have they got a top striker to go in? Is there a competition there? And most probably maybe one, or two defenders. So they'll be they'll be pleased in a lot of respects with the, with the signing, but maybe a little bit disappointed that they haven't brought one or two others in.
1: Milton Keynes-Dons manager Carl Robinson is set to make changes for tonight's Johnston's Paint Trophy clash against Northampton. David Martin and Stephen Gleeson will both be rested. Meanwhile, Wickham Wanderers are also in the Johnston's Paint Trophy tonight. The Chairboys are at Exeter and their manager Gareth Ainsworth says he'll field a strong side.
16: I want to win every game, you know, so I'll be putting a team out against Exeter to win the game. If I have the luxury of being able to rotate or arrest a couple, then uh, the, the older ones might get a rest, but I'm sure, you know, when I was playing, I, play, I remember playing 55, 60 games in one season and uh, and I don't think it's it's, it's, too bad, it's too bad a thing
1: in the Cala Southern Premier Division last night Hitchin drew one all with St Albans and finally in Formula One Milton Keynes Red Bull have confirmed the signing of Daniel Ricciardo as part of a multi-year agreement he'll join Sebastian Vettel to complete their driver lineup for 2014 and that's the latest news and sports I'll be back with more at 8 o'clock Across beds hearts and bucks
3: this is Ian Lee
4: BBC three counties radio
3: Morning. I've discovered my purpose in life I, I knew we're all looking, aren't we, for the reason that we are put on this earth. We all think there is a, a higher meaning for us being here. We can't just be here just to, you know, get on with it for 60, 70 odd years and then die. There's got to be more to it than that, hasn't there? Well, I've discovered what my meaning is, my purpose, my God-given uh, uh, ideology is to get rid of 50% of all road signs. We don't need them. John has texted in 81333, starting his text 3CR. If you want to see good road sign usage, go to the A600 between the Bypass and Shortstown. In half a mile, there are 40 signs, and then John has come up with a very clever and funny name for this stretch of road. I call it 40 Sign Road. That's too many. We could probably get rid of 75% there. We'll we'll sit with 50 for the moment. The campaign is to get rid of at least 50% of all road signs. We don't need them. If you're out in your car now, just look around you. Look what you can see. Speed signs, don't let your dog do a poo-poo signs, uh, left turn sign, uh, coming up there's an the exhibition sign, all of this stuff. We don't need it. Oh, 08459 455555. Five, double, five. I need a dragon to take me... No, hang on, not a dragon. I need someone to help me take this to the next level. No, I do need a dragon. Which dragon would I have? Duncan Bannatyne? Well, he 's not really investing in anything since he's up with his wife. Um, the new woman, the new woman whose name I don't know, she seems quite keen she's got to prove a point. I'll have the new woman and Peter Jones, please. they're listening oh eight four five nine four double five five double Five Cliffs in High Wicken Cliff. Would you join my campaign to get rid of fifty percent of road signs?
15: Yeah, I, th- I think I definitely would, and I think I've got a great way to kick it off as well, to promote it. I think what we need to do is got lots of signs all over the three counties promoting the, promoting the campaign. What, that, what do you
3: think? That is not a bad idea, actually. By using mm. the signs, we can mm. advertise it. What would yeah. you say on the signs? I would say less signs. Something on those lines, I think. That is not bad. Something, right. yeah,
15: right. straight to the point.
3: Right, yeah, the signs are yeah. going to cost us uh, sixteen thousand pounds each. Cliff, uh, that's,
15: yeah. Can I, bring can the I... dragon. Bring the dragon in. Bring we, the dragon. What you do is you put up, you put up sixteen thousand signs. This is it. This is saying less signs. What you do is you, you start a company that takes signs down. Yeah. So there's the that's where you get the dragon involved. Yeah. And um, so you take down sixteen thousand signs. You know, obviously put up lots of signs, which is obviously you're going to need a business to do as well. Yeah. So I think you could get I think you could get old Bannatine involved. I think he's um, mucking around with ice cream vans for far too long. Cliff, and uh, I think I think we're
3: on. Cliff, listen, I'll come back to you in a second. I know you've got something else to say. I think it's a cracking idea. I just need to uh, squeeze in this next thing because so we only have limited time. So Cliff, stay there. I like Cliff. Oh, I like him a lot. I feel a, a business partnership taking place now. Over the weekend, Gareth Bale became the most expensive player in the history of football: £86 million pounds. The sports business group at Deloitte says the current spending total in the transfer windows, £433 million, is 15% higher than at this point last year. Well, I'm joined now by Paul Rawnsley, director at the sports business group at Deloitte. Uh, Paul, good morning. It, how, good morning. How can football clubs afford this amount of money?
27: Well, by the time the window closed at 11 o'clock last night, that figure had risen to over £600 million by Premier League clubs. Flipping spending. I mean, it, in some respects it is surprising, in other respects, it isn't. These clubs have got more revenues than ever before. The season that was has just started, then these clubs are sharing between them an extra £500 million of revenue from the new TV deals. So it's that extra revenue that we're now seeing being spent on new players, a lot of them coming from overseas into the English Premier League. And also, kind of some players upwards from the football league as well. Uh,
3: uh, It does seem a ridiculous amount of money.
27: Can one man really be worth eighty-six million pounds? I mean, Real Madrid have broken that transfer fee record many times before. For, For eight seasons now, they've been the the highest revenue generating club, football club, and sports club. In the whole world, the w- the way that they generate revenue from TV is different in Spain than it is here in England. So in that respect, it's not a surprise that that they will—they're a brand around the world—that they'll continue to grow their revenues, and Bale will be an important part in that.
3: Paul, thank you very much. We have to leave it there. Paul Ronsley, uh, uh, sports director, a uh, director at the Sports Business Group Deloitte. Uh, we can go back to Cliff in High Wycombe. I'm sorry to uh, interrupt you for that, Cliff. That's no problem. So, so, Bale is, is vastly more important than I am. Well, so, uh, some uh, would say that 90 seconds of radio was. Perhaps not the greatest I've ever been involved in. Who am I? Who am I? Well, who am I to comment?
15: Yeah, this, this is true. Um, uh, Ian, I think our, our, um, our, our fledgling business partnership might hit uh, rocks early doors. Oh, go um, on. I'm sure I can uh, I can go into business with somebody who doesn't know who Tony Jacklin is. Did I hear you say Tony Jacklin is on um, Strictly Come Dance? Well, is
3: he on that list in front of you there? He's on... The, let me get the list. in the Express. I, I know who he is more... At least I know his name's Tony Jacklin, unlike the idiot what? that's typed on the screen, Tommy Jackson... <laughs> Someone's such <laughs> Tommy Jackson you don't know who Tommy Jackson is, even
15: <laughs> this is. I'm
7: yeah. a
3: joke. who is this Tony Jacklin
15: Tony, Tony Jacklin is one of the greatest probably the greatest British golfer of all time he's won Ryder Cups. he's won Open he used to go head to head with Jack Nicklaus in the, the glory days of the game the man's a, a, a legend that's he was he in. Needs. he, he needs was Garrett in the Bale, shining.: sports agent, that's what he needs.
3: Uh, that's,
15: the, uh, that, that's exactly what old Tony Jack is. I think he must have been living in some sort of darky box Ian, for the last 30 years of your life, but uh, <laughs> yeah, th- there you go. Tony Jackson, great man, legend. Well who are these who, are who is: OBE. Who is Ashley Taylor Dawson: who's Ashley Taylor Dawson? I know I have no idea. Okay, Literally Be- naturally. Ben, no Co- ben Cohen. Ben Cohen. Well, the, I heard somebody say he was a rugby player. I wouldn't have got that if I'm honest. I'm mm. a bit of a. I like my
3: sport, but no. Well, you like your golf. No. And golf, as we know, is not a sport. It's just a walk d- with d- a stick. Uh, Ian, you don't have to like golf. To no, Tony Jackman is. I'm, I'm a bit. Okay. I'm disappointed in you, if I'm honest. Well, Cliff, on on, on, on the back of that, I'm afraid I've only got one thing to say to you. Mm. I'm out. Oh wait four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. <clears throat> if you want to give us a call, it's 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 getting feisty this morning. Ah, Ian's in Barton. Good morning, Ian. Hello? You have the uh, official definition of what an Indian summer is.
13: Uh, Yeah. The autumn starts... Well, in uh, astronomical and religious terms, autumn starts on the equinox, which is the 21st... Of September? Of September. Okay. And um, the term Indian summer started with the early settlers in North America, so it refers Um. to the North American Indians. Right. And it was a period of warm weather in late September, early October, uh, which um, enabled them to finish off uh, the, the harvest.
3: Doesn't it? Doesn't it have to? I thought it had to last for like twenty days or something. I,
13: I've not heard that oh. definition, oh. Um, but I know it was a period of warm weather in early October, and it enabled the harvest to be finished and fruit to be collected and stored to get them through the winter. Ah, oh, now,
3: are you, how do you know this, Ian? Are you getting this from the Wikipedia encyclopedia, uh, or no, do you know it?
13: I know it from reading... I re- I've read a lot on meteorology oh, really? and history, natural history. I'm very into natural history. And I know that we're celebrating the autumn equinox this year with some friends. How do you how do you celebrate the autumn equinox? Do you all strip off, drink mead and... No. and... Oh, we'll have some mead, but we'll... I uh, we certainly don't strip no, off. No. we just have a feast with... Um, Food that um, has been um, recently harvested, fruit and uh, homemade bread and that sort of thing. Well,
3: that sounds rather pleasant.
13: Mm. Are you a pagan, Ian? I am,
3: yeah. Ah, OK. So do you wear robes and things?
13: Um, I'll wear a cloak and we'll wear a crown of... We wear a cro- usually make ourselves crowns of leaves and flowers. And what,
3: so, and, uh, so will you be wearing your crowns of leaves and flowers at your, your feast?
13: Oh, uh, most of us will. Yes, there'll be some ears of corn in it, and some and some berries and ivy.
3: This sounds like a lot of fun. Hmm. Is it? Is it easy to become a pagan? Do I? Do I have to? You know, be, be baptised or something? No, no. Anybody can. you, just,
13: you need uh, a cloak. Get Interested? Um and. Just get, in, get involved with right. a group, or I, you can just be as a solitary.
3: I know, I know, or oh, a solitary pagan, I don't think there's <laughs> anything sadder than that. You want to be you be part of a group. So when are you, you're having this feast, sorry, when did you say you're having your Equinox feast? Well, on the 21st. Could, would you mind if we sent down one of our reporters, maybe uh, just No, in- it's not local, it's oh. with some friends from London. Okay, well maybe, maybe. listen uh, Ian, talk to my team, talk to my team because we'll see if we can persuade you that because it would be interesting, I think, to send um, Justin Dealey who's very open-minded about things like this I just think Justin Dealey in a cloak and uh, a crown of leaves with um, some smearing of uh, um, sweet corn in, I think would, would be a wonderful picture. Uh, so we can talk to our team and we'll see if we can arrange something like that. By the way, if you uh, run a fringe uh, religion then do let us know and we'll happily send Justin Dealey along Can't say fairer than that 08459 Four double five five double five is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, I'd love a cloak. I wish men could get away with wearing co- uh, capes or cloaks. How? They can't. Girls can. Quirky girls can wear a cape. Boys can't wear a cape. It's not. It's not uh, uh, that brief period of three months in 1964 when certain singers in bands could get away with it. I'd be well up for a bit of capage. Oh, eight, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. And don't forget, this is BBC Three Counties Radio, the home of the campaign to get rid of at least 50% of all road signs. Are you in? Lynn? are you in in my campaign? I don't drive, but
26: I am in your campaign.
3: You don't need to drive. You don't need to be a driver. This is open to everybody.
26: All right. Well, what I think you should do is get Justin and Sophie to creep out at night time. Yep. And stick to 3 3CR over them. Stick what over them? Listen to 3CR.
3: Yeah, that's a good idea. Let, I, I'm, I'm going to encourage members of the team here to vandalise uh, council property. I
26: think so. What could possibly go wrong? Nothing. But what I was calling about, really, was yes. A, to tell you, Julian MacDonald yes. is a fashion designer. He's
3: a fashion designer. Oh, we thought he was from Coronation Street. No,
26: he's a fashion designer. Okay. Um, also, I wanted to talk about the... Um, Sorry, I just had a fit of the giggles listening to your pagan man. Sorry. Oh, he was he was nice, wasn't he? He was nice, but it just made me giggle. Imagine, imagine Justin Um Imagine
3: Justin, Dealey, um, imagine Justin Dealey dressed up in a, a, a cape, wearing a, a crown of leaves with some sweet corn smeared in it. To be honest
26: with you, wow. I imagine Justin Dealey a lot more than I ought to at my age. Hey, here's something. Just if you're friends with Justin Dealy on Facebook, he
3: posted a picture yesterday of him naked holding a fluffy little poodle.
26: To be honest, I don't understand Facebook.
3: Uh, well, no, I, you, you wouldn't understand that picture of Justin either. It's, it's horrendous. Anyway, go on, we've got 30 seconds.
26: The other thing I wanted to say about the kennel place, the shelter place that wouldn't let that lady have a dog. Yes. Now, I've re- read about Cesare uh, Milano. Yes. Talking about a made-up name and his methods. Yes. And they're absolutely right not to give her a dog because, quite honestly, he does use electric collars and things. Yes. Well, this, this woman in particular what, doesn't use the collars, I don't think. But what people need to remember is that rescue places, take animals that have already been badly treated, they wouldn't give a dog to someone that they thought would be cruel to it.
3: I, I, you're, Lynn, we have to end it there. You're right. I don't think this lady in question will necessarily be cruel. We're going to speak to her later on. And get her side, but those um, those collars with the uh, electric shocks. There are many. Yes. There are many. Yes. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Travel news
8: for beds, hards, and bugs.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio.
8: Well, it looks like most of the delays on the M1 look to have eased around Junction 13 at Bedford. There were delays originally caused by a breakdown at Junction 12, which is the Tollington and Flitwick turn. Then the delays around Junction 4, uh, Edgware, look to have eased as well. There was an accident very quickly moved out of the way there. M25 still looks uh, very slow, particularly at Junctions 27 to 25 from the M11 to the A10, uh, then from 22 round to 19, which is London Coney past the M1 and on to uh, Watford. Now it's starting to look very slow from 17 to 16 as well from Maple Cross to uh, the M40. Uh, A1 very slow south towards the Black Cat roundabout then further down the A1M between junctions 8 and 7 towards London between the two Stevenage turns uh, looking very slow the A5 uh, looks very slow south uh, towards 8. also very busy around the Houghton Regis turn area just north of Dunstable and then going the other way north up towards Hotcliffe uh, is looking um, very slow for a short stretch. Um, I can see some delays showing on the speed sensors on the A5 507 in both directions approaching the A6 at Clophill. Short queue down the A6 towards there too. Russell Holding, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Russell.
3: 7.47. It's Tuesday the 3rd of September. I'm Ian Lee and these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Campaign for the Protection of Rural England is criticising the decision to spend £360,000 on traffic information signs in Hertfordshire. It's been confirmed that the final bill for policing the International Bilderberg Conference at the Grove near Watford reached £990,000. In sport, Milton Keynes-based Formula One team Red Bull have confirmed the sign- of Daniel Ricciardo as part of a multi-year agreement. Coming up, is it okay to pin down a dog if it does something wrong? Well, that's a technique used by the dog whisperer. Is it a bit cruel? 08459 455555. double five five double five. Let's get the weather. Is Elizabeth Rizzini?
20: Beds, hearts, and bucks. Weather.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio.
20: Hello, very good morning to you, lots of sunshine around again today, staying warm dry and sunny for the rest of the day indeed, but um, we will see more in the way of fair weather cloud here and there through the afternoon than we had yesterday uh, particularly towards eastern areas so across eastern areas of Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire, but temperatures today up to 23, 24 degrees Celsius 75 in Fahrenheit, some spots could even get as high as 25 perhaps, it's going to be very warm again with just light winds, so very pleasant indeed in the sunshine. Overnight Tonight, we do the whole thing all over again. Uh, clear skies, bit of patchy clouds, some isolated mist patches. Temperatures in the rural spots down to around 11 or 12 degrees, but 14 or 15 in many of the suburban towns. And then as we get into uh, tomorrow, even warmer, we could be looking at 27 or 28 degrees Celsius, some drier air, so less fair weather cloud, more blue skies, more sunshine. This situation will continue on Thursday as well. Yes, summer continues right into September, but it's all going to break down on Friday day with the arrival of a cold front, a massive dip in temperature of probably around 10 degrees. You will notice that and uh, some outbreaks of rain as well. That's the forecast.
3: Thank you very much Elizabeth.
15: Tonight there's even more cup games for some of our local teams.
3: Morgan at the back six, glances it in. Wickham leads
15: a good bully from Doherty. Both MK Dons and Wickham are in Johnston's paint trophy action.
26: Curls it into the back post, headed down back across goal. And in it's Anthony Gay. And the
7: Dons are in front.
15: We'll have commentary on both games so you can choose which one to listen to. To listen to.
3: Three Counties Sport, tonight from 7 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, is it OK to pin down a dog if it does something wrong? Well, that's a technique used by the trainer known as the Dog Whisperer. But it appears his techniques have stopped a Buckinghamshire, Buckinghamshire woman adopting a new dog. Elka Hoyer was visiting Stoken Church Dog Rescue with her other dogs when she had to restrain one of them. It became aggressive towards the dog she was hoping to adopt, and it appears the technique she used was not approved of by staff at the centre. Well, Elka joins me now. Good morning, Elka. W- what happened?
2: Good morning, Ian. Um, we were taken up we went up there to do a mix meet, which is where your dogs meet the prospective adopting dog and uh, we introduced the dogs. everything went well. It took an hour because I have five dogs and um, basically at one point, two of my dogs went for this little dog. now I know my pack and it was a different situation for them, so I knew that there was a potential that all the other dogs could attack as well. so I had to nip it in the bud and I Put them in a submissive pose. I would not recommend that unless you know your dogs, because they can then... Submiss-
3: so what is this submissive pose, Elka?
2: Um, you put them down on their side, and you just put your hand on their neck and let go, and when they're submissive, you let them up again. It took seconds, and it, it stops the dog from going into a, a red zone case where they just want to kill, kill, kill.
3: OK. And what did the staff at the uh, the centre say?
2: Nothing. So, uh,
3: when did you realise there was a problem?
2: No, and at the end of it uh, all, I wasn't getting anything much from them except trying to arrange a second meet. And um, I said, before we arrange a second meet, what what are your opinions? And that's when they told me they didn't approve of Caesar Milan's techniques.
3: Right. Uh, There are some people who might suggest that that some of Caesar's techniques are a little bit cruel. The inverted choke chain with the spikes, the electric shocks, uh, and and even some might suggest the submissive pose is a little cruel. What would you say to those?
2: Um, I think the electric collar and and the spikes, I I think they're inappropriate. I, I wouldn't use those at all. Some of his um, training, a lot of it, is based on the behaviour of the animal and the psychology of the animal. Um, and you just study that and the submissive pose is definitely not cruel, it's what they do in the wild as well. And you cannot let a dog that is out of control control you and the situation, because it can cause severe damage to other people and other dogs.
3: Uh, what would you have liked to have happened? What, 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 did, what, what disappointed you about Stoke and Church's uh, attitude?
2: Um, they just should have told me beforehand. I mean, I think the work they're doing is absolutely terrific. Uh, I also think that um, the adoptive process, at the beginning of it, or on the website, it should say that they don't condone Caesar Milan's techniques. They say reward training, but Caesar Milan's techniques are reward-based training.
3: Well, they're also punishment-based training, though, aren't they?
2: Those were extreme cases in the early days. If you look at the way he trains now they he doesn't use those techniques. um I think he may i don't i, I can't speak for him no. what his thoughts are now um but it's certainly not a, anything I would use. My pack is is quite stable now um and it's i you know <laughs> that's a, that that neck technique is something that happens. Very, very rarely, and hardly at all now.
3: Who's that old woman that used to do dog training in the 70s? Sit! Barbara Woodhouse. What's wrong with Barbara Woodhouse? The dogs were okay in the 70s, weren't
2: they? Well, it's just two different types of training. That's training the dog to sit and heal, and Susan Milan is teaching you to understand the dog and to be the pack leader. That's the difference.
3: Right, Okay. Uh, Elka, listen, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much for for coming on. That's uh, Elka Hoyer. Um, from saunderton we did contact stoke and church dog rescue yesterday for an interview or a statement but they didn't get back to us well, what do you think i mean i've not seen it would be nice to see a picture of this submissive pose i've had a look online and couldn't find one anywhere uh, it would be helpful to see what it's like we can judge it a little bit better have you seen it do you do it do you imply i mean the, it's interesting Elka there saying suggesting that maybe caesar milan the dog whisperer has stopped using the uh, inverted spikes on a choke chain. Inverted spikes on a choke chain? Electric shock, cho- uh, electric shock uh, collars? Come on! There can't be anybody listening to this who thinks that those techniques are acceptable and aren't cruel. Giving a dog an electric shock? Choke chains are pretty pretty violent anyway, but with inverted spikes on them... Really, guys? That's obviously a bad thing, isn't it? There can't be anybody listening to this. My listeners are far too sensible to condone the use of inverted spike choke chains and electric shock collars. 08459 455 555.
4: Call 08459 455 555.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio. Would you holiday in Hertfordshire? A campaign is being launched to get the county voted as the UK's top tourist destination. Above the New Forest, above the beaches of Cornwall, above Dorset, above... The UK's top tourist destination. Well, it's already been shortlisted in the British Travel Awards. Sophie Solaria enjoys a good uh, holiday. She's always got a bit of a tan. Sometimes it's fake, sometimes it's genuine, and it's fun guessing which is which. Uh, Sophie, would you holiday in uh, in Hertfordshire?
18: Hey, I went holidaying in Harpenden this morning.
3: Well, now, technically, a morning there is not a holiday, is it?
18: That was nice. It was all right. I went to the Green, I saw the War Memorial. Yeah. There's a statue there. Could it's...
3: you spend a week there, though, Sophie? No. Exactly, you see. A holiday for me is uh, five days minimum.
18: Local Chinese, that looked all right.
3: Mm, local Chinese, you say. Uh, you've been speaking to people about this. What have, what have people been saying?
18: Well, you've told me that I have to find someone that really wants to holiday in Hertfordshire. That's the
3: challenge I've set you this morning, yes.
18: So far, have a listen.
3: Not really, no.
25: We tend to go to Northumbria, Cornwall, places like that.
18: You're telling me that you would holiday in the UK? Yes. But you would fail to holiday in this beautiful county? Uh,
11: it hasn't crossed my mind.
18: Why would it not cross your it's mind? I close. Oh, come on, where do you live?
11: Er, uh, Harpenden.
18: Well, so, but look, you've got that nice warm memorial there and some trees around you.
28: Yeah, you've not persuaded me, I'm afraid. Sorry. No, really, I can't. No, sorry.
18: Would you holiday in Hertfordshire? No. <laughs> but why not? Look how beautiful it is around us now. I live here. <laughs> but that's all right. Oh, she's walked away.
3: Well, you've you've not found anyone, Sophie.
18: And I've just stopped a lady now, just as we were listening to that uh, report. Madam, what's your name? Tracy. Tracy, sorry, we're now in Luton. I am asking if you would go to the sunny climes of Hertfordshire to holiday. Absolutely not. Mm. No. Oh, well, look. Now, listen, we were experiencing at this very minute an Indian summer. That basically means a hot autumn.
20: Right. Nice. Love it, love it. Love the sunshine. The sun can go on forever. Oh,
18: we're just about to we're just about to invest in a lot of money in road signs in Hertfordshire. Couldn't it be more of an exciting time to be in Hertfordshire.
20: Yes? No? No. Is there a beach in Hertfordshire?
18: No, Ian. Nobody wants wants to go.
3: Sophie, you've got an hour. Find me someone. Here's an idea, Hertfordshire Tourist Information Board. If you want to make this the number one uh, tourist destination in the uh, the country, improve your tourist website. I've just gone to Hertfordshire.com what a mess is it 1997 are we using 56k dial-up what a mess you go to the home page and it well i can't make head and the tail of this it doesn't give me you have to click on it looks awful so here's the thing Uh, if you want to have any chance of making hertfordshire the number one tourist destination i would suggest you spend what 1600 quid on a new website. There we go. That's your first investment. Would you holiday in Hertfordshire? 08459 455 555. Listen, I'm not saying it's a bad place. You know, it's a great place. There are some cracking places in it, but spending five, six, seven days on a holiday there? Really? It would be tough, wouldn't it? 758 BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel. <laughs>
8: Well, the M1's not too bad this morning. It looks a little bit busy approaching Junction 14 at Milton Keynes, but on the whole it's moving relatively well. M25's got various delays, anti-clockwise traffic's queuing in patches. Junction's 27 to 25 from the M11 uh, round to the A10. It also looks very slow uh, from Junction 22 at London Coney, round to 19 at Watford, then from 17 to 16, Maple Cross to the M40. A1's very slow south towards the Black Cat roundabout, then very slow in patches past Stevenage from just before Junction 8 uh, down to just after Junction 7. Centre of Hitchin looks very busy. Clop Hill looking very slow down the A6 and across the A507. Delays going uh, around uh, uh, Luton by the looks of things, I'd say, Foxhall Way on the A505. Certainly looking very slow on the southbound side. And on the A5 down towards Dunstable, there are delays on the southbound side and northbound up to Hotcliffe. Russell Holding, BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Thank you very much, Russell. So so far we've started a campaign to get rid of at least 50% of all road signs. We've not found anybody who would go to Hertfordshire on a holiday. And, And we found out my listeners are too sensible to use cruel training methods on dogs.
4: Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This
3: is
11: BBC Three Counties Radio.
1: 8 o'clock, I'm Catherine Boyle. The headlines, Harts Road displays criticised, Bilderberg policing cost revealed and Buck's Animal Shelter condemns trainers' methods.
11: BBC Three Counties Radio.
1: The decision to spend hundreds of thousands of pounds on traffic displays across Hertfordshire is being roundly criticised this morning. Both the Campaign for the Protection of Rural England and the Plain English Campaign believe they're likely to be nothing more than pointless street clutter. The decision's also been criticised by Wellin Hatfield Borough Councillor Malcolm Cowan.
24: But the more visual distractions there are to drivers the less they're able to concentrate and Hertfordshire one of Hertfordshire's other ideas was to have adverts on loads of the roundabouts um, so yeah they don't seem to have any worries about distracting people when they're supposed to be concentrating so maybe the message should, on the signs occasionally could say we don't need signs up.
1: The MP for Cheshire and Amersham is rejecting the Chancellor's claim that the proposed high-speed two rail link will help bridge the North-South divide. George Osborne insists the project will boost the economies of the North and the Midlands, but the Conservative MP Cheryl Gillan isn't concern, convinced. There is very few people and organisations that know what they're talking about that are now supporting this.
0: The IOD, the CBI, the National Audit Office, the Major Projects Authority, and I think it's about time that our government actually cancelled this project and said it is not value for money. There is a better way of spending 50
1: to 80 billion pounds. It's been confirmed that the final bill for policing the Bilderberg Conference at the Grove near Watford cost £990,000. Hertfordshire Police have confirmed the event's organisers, which include some of the richest figures in world business and politics, have made a contribution of £500,000. Now they're asking the Home Office to cover the shortfall, although it's understood that £38,000 of that figure is VAT, which can't be recovered. It's emerged that the man behind a new strip club in Milton Keynes was deemed unfit to run a similar venue two years ago. Thames Valley Police told Milton Keynes Council that Richard Winterbottom did not have the ability to operate the Phoenix Club within the conditions of its licence. The Phoenix Club received a formal warning after notching up 27 licensing violations in the space of one 18-month period. A Buckinghamshire animal shelter has refused to let a woman adopt a dog because of her training methods. Elka Hoyer uses the techniques pioneered by the American dog whisperer Cesar Milan. She employed his restraining method in front of staff at the Stoke and Church Dog rescue
2: you put them down on their side and you just put your hand on their neck and let go and when they're submissive you let them up again it took seconds and it it stops the dog from going into a, a red zone case where they just want to kill kill kill
1: Sport now and in Formula One, Milton Keynes Red Bull have confirmed the signing of Daniel Ricciardo as part of a multi-year agreement. And the weather dry with sunny spells and a top temperature of twenty-five degrees <coughs> Celsius. That's seventy-seven degrees Fahrenheit. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk/slash. Three
3: i was giving you some coaching during that bulletin off air
1: yeah i could half hear you waffling um, i mean uh, coaching me uh, but i had my headphones on
3: ah it was very helpful advice oh
1: yes what can you share it with the group no yeah i thought so yeah not that again
3: i like to pass on my years of knowledge and training to all of the members of the team all of them Here's some advice, Kelly Betts. You're fired. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio, here every weekday morning between 6 and 9. JVS will be on at 9, taking over. We'll find out what he's got, uh, what he'll be doing in his show in about, I don't know, about 13 minutes' time. Now, coming up in the last hour of the show, there's not a lot of cash going around at the moment, is there? Cuts are being made everywhere. But Harts County Council is planning to spend more than £350,000 on 24 new road signs. I say we've got far too many road signs already. Will you join my campaign to get rid of at least 50% of all road signs? Is it okay to pin a dog down if it does something wrong? It's a technique used by the dog whisperer, but it appears his techniques have stopped a Buckinghamshire woman adopting a new dog. Some say it's teaching your dog by fear. What do you think? Two hours into the show, we've yet to find anybody who would holiday in Hertfordshire. Well, a campaign has been launched to get the county voted as the UK's top tourist destination. Would you holiday in Hertfordshire? Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text, 81333, start your text 3CR. Or you can give me a call, 08459 four double five five double five.
4: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
3: This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Hearts County Council is planning to spend more than £350,000 on 24 new road signs. Nine signs are planned for Hatfield, another nine for Welling, with a further six signs expected to be installed in Potters Bar early next year. Each sign costs twelve grand, with a further cost of three thousand eight hundred pounds needed for installation, so just under sixteen thousand pounds each. But are they really necessary and a good use of taxpayers' money? Insipid, bland little notice boards. That's how many signs have been described by Liam Reddington from the Plain English campaign. And Malcolm Cohen, the Lib Dem councillor for Hanside and Pear Tree in Welling Garden City, believes the £350,000 only includes the signs in the Welling Hatfield area.
24: This is, a, this is a county-wide initiative, um, so I suspect that the cost is nearer £3 million.
3: Well, joining me now is Terry Durrus, the Cabinet Member for Highways and Transport and Hertfordshire County Council. Maybe you can clear this up. So, Terry, how much is it? 350,000 or 3 million?
6: Well, it's not 3 million. It's 350,000 for the 24 signs that you've already said. And if you extrapolate those. Incidentally, good morning, Ian. Good morning to you, Terry. Um, there's likely to be about 71 signs across Hertfordshire when it's rolled out. And I've, my calculations show that that will be around about um, 71 times. Um, fifteen thousand pounds uh about where is it i 've lost it about three and a half million pounds about three million pounds something like that so it is and gonna... that, that came in fact from a government grant Blimey.
3: so it is going to be three million pounds for the, for these signs in the whole of Hertfordshire
6: it's about that. Uh, let me give you the exact figure. In fact, actually, i would tell a lie. It's about £1,065,000. Oh, All right, hang on a second. Now no, no, I'm getting confused. It's you... 71, 71 uh, uh, times 15, or thereabouts. Right, hang on. Let,
3: let me get my team of
6: mathematicians, because I'm getting confused. Well, I, I, I gave you the wrong figure of £3 million, and I think well, Malcolm also gave you the wrong figure.
3: Well, we've saved £2 million already, so that, that's, some, yep, that's a positive uh, spin on this. If it's a £1 million... Still, it, it, it's
6: too much money, isn't it? Well, it depends how, what you how you define too much money. Because um, first of all, I would I would argue the thing they're not insipid little signs, and I would also um, sort of steer you away slightly from some of the messages that are being um, proposed to be put up, like which are all good safety messages, but one of the key elements is to alert drivers to incidents on the network so that they can actually take a diversionary route or or, or, or be aware that they're going to be delayed or whatever if there's a road closure or an incident. And, and for example, we've had during the summer holidays, and I spent, shall I, may I tell you, the whole of the summer holidays in Hertfordshire. Oh, dear. Um, There were... <laughs> It was very good.
3: Good for you. Well done.
6: Um, There were two or three accidents, unfortunately, on the A414 and the A1081, and the signs there were used to great effect to divert people and to alert people. And it's great. Hang on. The money that it saves in terms of lost time and economic revenue is very important, and I would suggest that that probably far, far outweighs... The one million plus do you have, that it costs.
3: Terry, do you have a figure for the amount it saves in terms of lost time and lost revenue? No, I don't. Well, then
6: you can't use that
3: as an argument, for goodness sakes. I said I would suggest. You would suggest. And it's great when these, we've heard from one call already, when these, um, these uh, digital signs do display, uh, you know, road closure, traffic ahead, that kind of thing, they wonderful. But for the most part, most of the time, they will just be saying, don't drink and drive, don't text and drive, won't
6: they? Yes, yeah, so, but we're in a catch-22 situation here. I mean, if we don't use these signs to alert people to the dangers that might... Um, they might be fooled if they do drink and drive, or if they don't take care, or if they don't think by- cyclists or whatever, then we're going to be accused of having signs up not being used at all. But
3: people, do, people know that. People know not to drink and drive. They know not to text and drive. A, a, a sign like this isn't going to make them stop, but is it?
6: People also know not to use their mobile phones and drive, but you think of the number of people who, don't, who do use oh, their exactly. mobile phones.
3: Oh, but, exactly. But, but a sign, I mean, it's against the law, so a sign is going to make no difference.
6: A sign is going to give them... Just a reminder, it's that you'd be surprised if you drive down the the road. I mean, somebody mentioned about advertising on roundabouts. You see a sign for a particular restaurant or something like that. Next time you're going along, it's subliminal advertising in a sense. It's it's not quite that, but you know what I'm getting at.
3: Uh, We've got the figure, 1,065,000 thereabouts. We we, we were there eventually. This money could have been spent better, couldn't
6: it? Well, we got the the money through a government grant, and it was allocated for that.
3: So why is the government giving... If if, if everything is so tight, why are they indulging in this little folly?
6: I, I... I can't give you, as you said earlier, I can't give you the amount of money that is in the national economy that is lost by road hold-ups. But uh, what I do know is if you have a a major hold-up on the M25 or some of the other arterial roads, and don't forget Hertfordshire's got three motorways going through it, um, it can have a huge economic impact in delaying people getting to their place. of work. If you're coming from home and you get stuck on the M1, you're going to have trouble getting to three counties for example, and that has an economic impact. Well, it would,
3: it would, the three counties would close down, I think, if well, I were there not you able are. to I can, it-
6: I can I just also say that your your request for the reduction in road signs has actually already borne fruit. Oh, go on. Because, um, actually, it's it's, it's I'll I'll give you the benefit of it. Thank you. Um, Because the Department of Transport have said that they are not going to authorise a a significant number of new signs Ah. uh, going forward. Unfortunately, Ian, they actually announced that on the 17th of June. But we'll give
3: you the credit for that. No, well, listen, this is good. That means that they are slowing down putting up new signs. What we need to do now, Terry, and I'm really hoping I can recruit you uh, on this, is we need to now start removing signs. I want 50% of those signs gone. Are you you on side with me,
6: Terry? I agree that there is a lot of clutter on the roads, and we do need to actually deal with that clutter but as a politician you will understand if I say I understand oh. what you say and I will certainly look at that it sounds
3: like it sounds like a four and not an again I think we can almost count uh, Terry Durris as uh, as being completely on my side on this thank you Terry I'm putting too many words in your mouth there but maybe if you <laughs> stay there Terry Andrew in Hatfield's called in Andrew you're a taxi driver yeah what do you think about these these new signs that are going to be put up Terry you seem uh, to think they'll be very helpful
10: absolute waste of money they are distraction. By the time you... If I've, I've seen them going up, and I'm thinking, if I was just to actually take my eyes off the road, to so you have to take your eyes off the road to read the sign, you'd go slower, because otherwise you go past it before you've read it. And if you're taking your eyes off the road, you're going to hit somebody in front of you're not Well,
3: kidding. no, but Andrew, though, you're only taking your eyes off the road for a, less than a second, aren't you? And, and some would say that causing you to slow down is possibly a good thing.
10: No. Uh, it's a total distraction. I've seen the signs. They're already up in Hatfield, around Hatfield area. Some of them are going up and more are going up. And they're an absolute total distraction. And uh, are
6: totally unnecessary. Terry, what
3: would you say to Andrew?
6: Well, you you wouldn't expect me to agree. I disagree. I think that the signs the signs have actually been designed in such a way, and I can't give you the technical detail that they don't create a distraction. Um, they, the, ah. the 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 number of lines, the number of letters, the number of images that you'll see on the signs are are very uh, are, are clearly. Develop so that they don't create a distraction. And of course, any driver and a good taxi driver, as Andrew is, will actually be dr- driving with sufficient space that they can actually stop if somebody in front were to stop suddenly.
3: Terry, thank you very much for your time. Andrew, thank you for your call. Terry Duris, Cabinet Member for Highways and Transport on Hertfordshire County Council. The old non distracto signs, huh? What do you think? So it is, it's just over a million quid that's going to be spent throughout all of Hertfordshire um, on these signs. It seems a lot of money, but the, it's a government grant. It, it can only be spent on these signs. Well, I do think there are far too many signs. And interesting what Terry was saying there, the Department of Transport are, are, are not going to be allowing too many new signs. If you're in your car now... Just have a look around you. Look at the road ahead of you. Look how many signs there are. You'll see the obvious ones, the sign the, for uh, uh, the, the speed and um, maybe a, a camera. But look at all the others. There are so many advertising things and telling you there's a bend coming up round about ahead. Slow down. You should be able to read the road. There are too many signs. The campaign starts here. We're going to get rid of 50% of all road signs I don't quite know how we're going to take this idea forward if I'm honest I, I, I may need a little bit of help if you've got any suggestions any suggestions that's better than saying start up a Facebook group because re- I mean really 08459 four double five five double five. yes and I was wondering that the, the council could, could quite possibly have said you know we've been offered a million quid for these signs but we're going to say no we don't need them so we're going to say no Oh, wait, 459, five, 455, double, 555. Double, are you with me or again me on this one? Let's get rid of 50% of road signs. They're too many. They are confusing. They are distracting. And I would suggest that they are dangerous. Also get rid of pictures of women in their pads as well. You know the big billboard and stuff, advertising soap and stuff. I don't need to see that. That is distracting. It's coming up to 8.15. It's BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the latest travel news. <laughs>
8: Well the M1 doesn't look too bad this morning. Various stretches of the M25 looking very busy especially on the anti-clockwise side where there are queues in patches between junctions 27 and 24 from the M11 at round 2 Potter's Bar. That's because of the road works. Then it's very slow uh, from junction 22 round to 19. So London Coney uh, to uh, Watford and then uh, junction 18 to 16 looks very slow. Chorley Wood to the M4 c and then further round from there it looks uh, very busy around junction 13 at Staines. Um, the A1 very Slow south towards the Black Cat roundabout, the bit passing Stevenage looking very slow at uh, junctions 8 to uh, 7, although there are bits further back as far as Letchworth that are beginning to look very slow as well. So, patches of the A1M not looking very slow this morning, but especially down towards junction 7 at Stevenage. The A5 looks very slow uh, south into Dunstable and then further down, uh, halfway towards the sort of M1 area, it's looking very slow for a stretch. Northbound delays look to have eased further up, actually, where I'd spotted a few delays. At least a little bit uh, earlier on. Uh, A6, there's a tiny bit at Silso that looks very slow. Oh, Hill still looks very busy as well on the southbound A6. Russell Holding, BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Thank you very much. Right, it's 8:16. It's Tuesday, the 3rd of September. I'm Ian Lee, and these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Campaign for Plain English is criticising Hertfordshire County Council's decision to spend more than a £1 million on traffic displays dismissed by the campaign's spokesman as insipid, bland little notice boards. The MP for Chesham and Amersham is rejecting the Chancellor's claim that HS2 will help bridge the North-South divide. In sport, Manchester United have signed Muran Fellaini from Everton for a fee of £27.5 million. Coming up, the cost of Bilderberg.
4: BBC Three Counties radio Roberto Peroni on BBC Three Counties Radio
21: If you're at home sit back as this is going to be very, very interesting. You've got the selfie, the yeah. legsy, the bumsy. <laughs>
4: You're going to start that track. Roberto <laughs> Peroni. We seem to be heading um, headlong into war again. We're very keen to
21: stop this from happening. We don't know where this might lead. The lie that took us into the Iraq war could become a shocking truth in this one.
4: Roberto Peroni. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. Boom shakalaka laka boom. There
3: we go. There we go. My headphones aren't working. There we go. If I don't move too much, they will work perfectly. You said a very kind thing when you came in this morning. What was that? You look really
9: tired. You do look a bit tired. You've got fluffy hair. i have not put any product in. So <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I do my hair s- now? You, 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 you. What do you mean, do your hair I'll, now?
3: I'll put my product in now.
9: What? So while I sit here, you're going to be preening yourself. Oh, you have actually got a tub. What on
3: earth is that in there? <laughs> <laughs> it's um what is this stuff it's a a funky shaper good i'm about to put my hair into a you put that into your hair well what do you put you looks like you use that kind of blue gel that people used to get in the 80s
9: (laughs) don't use blue gel look at this stuff look that must be ever so greasy does your wife ever run her fingers through your hair? No, nah, we've got two kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, none of that. I did. None of that goes on. She'd stick to you, wouldn't well, I... she? No, you can't. Okay, let me get. Oh, I can't believe you just wiped it on your jeans. Or
3: am I going to wipe it?
9: Oh, that really is. That is. Does it? Do I look less tired now? You do, actually. Funky shape. You can tell you spent years on the TV. (laughs) And more years off.
3: Now, (laughs) what have you... Let's get in there before somebody else does, shall
9: we? What have you got on your show today? Well, on this morning's big phone-in, I'm asking, would you like to see more cyclists on the road? Uh, Thousands of cyclists have descended on Parliament, demanding more investment in cycling across the country. A report from Get Britain Cycling has recommended that enough money is spent so that 25% of all journeys in the UK are done by bike. However, the Department for Transport rejected their findings and last week, Community Secretary Eric Pickles accused pro-cycling councils of having an anti-car dogma. Well is he quite right? Our council's doing too much for cyclists whilst car users have to suffer the consequences of untrained uninsured crash hazards all over Beds Hearts and Bucks. This morning from 9 I want your views. Would you like to see more cyclists on the road? On Sunday. Yeah i did something i haven't done for a very long time oh god i went down to my garage Oh dear! and i got my bike out ah. and i thought i'm going to cycle to the supermarket yeah because i'm getting a little bit uh getting fat back yes you got that email um and i thought well i'm going to get on my bike and i'm going to cycle so i cycled there yes. it was a sunday morning it was quite nice yes uh
3: unfortunately... You know that David Lloyd, the the, the police and crime commissioner, has
19: turned up, and yet you're, you're still banging on about this. You I know, my hair hasn't been greased down, do you want it, some, for the day. Do you want some product? Well, it's very kind of you to shaper. offer. I know it's time I had my hair cut, but yes. uh, I'm going back into Hertfordshire to spend time in that great county. So okay, well,
3: all right. <laughs> just, all I'm saying is, JVS, is...
9: is <laughs> just, yeah, just, I'll keep it brief. Yeah. Well, it was in it was in Hertfordshire, and was I was it? cycling, David, you'll be pleased to know. Oh, well, I'm pleased to know that. Yeah. And uh, I, I got off the bike, went to the supermarket shopping, I bought quite a lot, including a great big box of washing powder, oh, which was sake. difficult to carry on my handlebars. I'm so
3: sorry, David Lloyd. So,
9: we'll go say it. Right. just be a sec. <laughs> and uh, when I got on my bike, flat tyre. Had to cycle back on a flat. It really
3: wasn't worth it. <laughs>
9: Is it. Not one of my best. Smell my fingers. <laughs> I know. David, I'm leaving him to you. The product smells nice. I'm delighted to hear it. He hasn't shaken my hand. No, don't shake my hand. (laughs) Thank
3: you very much. Jonathan Vernon smith thank you. Let me press this while we rearrange ourselves.
4: Call 08459 455 555.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, you remember back in June, the Bilderberg Conference took place at the Grove Hotel outside Watford. Well, the bill for covering it came in at £990,000, just under a million quid. The organisers themselves are contributing half a million pounds, although they don't have to. But the Police and Crime Commissioner for Hertfordshire is asking the Home Office to cover the remaining money, not including £38,000 of VAT, which can't be recovered. Well, I'm joined now by David Lloyd, the Police and Crime Commissioner for Hertfordshire. Good morning, David. Morning, Sorry you had to sit through that farce of a broadcast
19: there. <laughs>
3: uh, the Build Work Conference, it was it a was, uh, five day operation. It was successful, do you think?
19: Really successful operation. Um, we had, uh, at its height, uh, 2,000 protesters there protesting peacefully. Of course, that's uh, because the protesters were protesting peacefully, um, but very well policed. I think uh, it was. Uh, a, a great example for the world to look at, to see how you can police an event which is very high profile, could be a difficult arrest, only two people arrested for, for minor offences. I mean, that worked very, very well indeed. The traffic flowed through, um, you know, we got a great six-star hotel mm. in uh, in Hertfordshire, and that's where it was held. Uh, you were talking about earlier about holidaying Hertfordshire, you know, you could holiday there, it's a, it's a, it's a very great hotel. But um, you can get on and do it. Hartford is open for business, and the policing behind it showed that it's open for business. Million quid. A lot of money. It's a lot of money. How did you... The
3: the, the Bilderberg group, or or the organisers, are going to contribute half of that. How did you get that out of them?
19: Well, um, uh, we had uh, some discussion with them beforehand. Uh, The Assistant Chief Constable in charge had discussion with them to find out how it would be financed, how it would work. Of course, it isn't something that they have to do. You could... I don't know if you do hold parties at your house, Ian, of that sort of size, but you could hold a party at your house. We can't, in terms of policing, say you can't hold that party. On private property. Uh, the Grove Hotel's private property, they can do what they want there. But of course, this is a very high profile event. You've got presidents, you've got royalty, you've got all sorts of people going. They've got to make sure it's properly policed. And what it really showed is that you've got an excellent constabulary in Hertfordshire, um, one which is able to cope with these events very, very well, business as usual. The f- just, it's just under £490,000 that y- you need to find. You're going to be asking the Home Office to come up with that. They're going to say no, aren't they? No, I don't think so. I mean, I'm confident they'll say yes. Really? this is something which was a national event, an international event, I think that uh, this falls very much within the sort of special grant area uh, that w- we should get paid for, and I'm confident that we will be paid. When are you asking them? When do, when do you find out the answer? Um, I put my wet signature on the, uh, on the long uh, document today. Um, it will be sent off today. Uh, I'll tell you when we get the answer, um, and I'm very happy to come back again.
3: The Home Office have said, haven't they, that they expect constabularies to have some sort of monetary provision for unexpected events. Is this, is this an unexpected event?
19: Well, I think this falls outside of there. And then we get that, that's where we get into the application we've made. Mm. Um, I think that uh, we will find that it's granted. But clearly, um, we police for anything which happens as it happens. The cost of this um, is uh, actually less. I I suspect once uh, everything's sorted out, I think it'll be less than a home match for Watford. I think that's the sort of area we're looking at. But you do get unexpected events. We've got to be willing to have contingency in place to do it. We've got contingency in place to do it. You know, the the bottom line is Hertfordshire remains a really safe place Mm. to live and work. And one of the reasons for that is we've got a really great constabulary. You're confident they're going to say yes. Yep. If they say no where's that money going to come from council tax i suppose well um you know if 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 they say no that's a question I'll, I'll come to when we get there let's let's work on the assumption that they'll say yes at the moment if they say no we've got contingencies we will always uh, manage to do it because the operation's taken place we've paid for it yep. if you like because it's already taken place so this isn't something we've got to fund in the future we've already funded it but let's get the money back
3: because there are some people who might um, that balk at the idea of their council tax paying for a, a load of billionaires to have a bit of a jolly
19: well there there will be people who uh bulk at that i would say that this was a really great event for hertfordshire this actually says that you come to to Hertfordshire, to Watford, to uh, talk about things of real importance for the world. That puts us on the in, in centre stage and I think that's something which is really positive.
3: Have we seen any um, kind of bigger bookings on the back of, of this Bilderberg conference? Have we seen any f- c- can we measure
19: how successful it's been in terms of attracting people? Not yet. Um, I've no idea what the advanced bookings for the Grove are about, so you know I I, I couldn't possibly uh, comment on that. But I think it, it it sets the stall out, doesn't it? It says if you want to do a big conference, come to Hertfordshire. Mm. Uh, we've been talking this morning about how um, certain people want to make Hertfordshire uh, uh,
3: count, uh, County the, uh, the the number one holiday destination in the UK. Listen, Hertfordshire's fantastic. It's a great place. Of course it is. It's wonderful. wonderful. But the, the number one holiday destination in the UK?
19: Well, um, I, I think that uh, it has a range of uh, positive things about it, and yes. wouldn't it be great if it was also the number one location? Uh, clearly, the question's there because it isn't at the moment, and yeah. there are—you uh, know—Britain's a great place. Got. One, wonderful places to go to but actually if you were coming to britain uh, and you wanted to uh, you know see the sights and whatever why not stay in hertfordshire i mean you've got all that great transport link as well so you can get to places like london but you can come back and uh, spend your evenings in, in in hertfordshire and i think that would be a far better way to do a holiday quite often than uh, to, to stay in london you know what question's coming next where did you last go on holiday uh, i was in yorkshire last
3: week For a holiday. For a holiday. I'm so sorry to hear that. It's nice to have you you back. (laughs) 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 But I'm back back here, you see. Well done, David. (laughs) Nice to see you. Thank you very much indeed. David Lloyd, (laughs) Police and Crime Commissioner for Hertfordshire. 08459 455. 555 is the phone number. Call
4: 08459
3: 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. We've still yet to find anybody who would holiday, proper holiday, and I don't mean an extended weekend, five days or more is a holiday, as far as I'm concerned, in Hertfordshire. And I'm not knocking Hertfordshire, I think it's great, I think there are some fantastic places in it, but, 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 holiday for five, six, seven days? A fortnight? Oh, now we're pushing it. Now we're pushing it, aren't we? And also dog trainers, if you are one. 08459 455 555. This Caesar Milan, his techniques, I mean, uh, the the inverted uh, spikes on a choke chain. I've never liked the electric shock collars. I think Jonathan talked about, didn't he talk about these about a month ago or something? The electric shock collars. They seem incredibly cruel, don't they? An electric shock, yes, it's only a mild thing, but still, would you do it to your kids? Hang on, there's actually not a bad idea. Electric shock pants. No, no, I'm joking. 08459 four double five five double five. Bob in High Wycombe says, I've read two of Caesar's books. He's the uh, dog whisperer. And watch every episode. Inverted spikes and electric collars are being used by owners and taken away by Caesar. He does not condone them. All his training techniques are based on dog psychology. Dog psychology. Oh, yay, yay. A dog psychologist... 08459 five, 455 double, 555. Double, You're listening to Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Here until nine o'clock, then it'll be JVS. Let's get the latest travel, shall we? Travel
8: news for beds, hearts and bugs.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio.
8: Well, the M25 is very, very busy this morning. There are queues in patches anti-clockwise, in between junctions 27 and 24 from the M11 round to Potter's Bar because of the roadworks. Then 22 to 19 is very slow from London Coney to Watford, 18 to 16 from Shorleywood to the M40. Clockwise a little bit slow through the roadworks, junctions 22 to 23, the bit from London Coney towards South Mims. Now, I mentioned earlier that the speed sensors were showing delays on the A6 around the Silso area. Now, tracy has been on. She said that there's an accident there, just north. Of the roundabout, so that's what's causing those delays on the A6 around Sill. So, A1, there is a southbound queue uh, towards the Black Cat roundabout, that queuing back as far as the sort of Eaton Soak and St. its area, and then the A1M coming down towards and past Stevenage looking very slow uh, this morning. The worst of it, really, between junctions 8 and 7, so between uh, the two Stevenage turns. Uh, the speed sensors also picking up some uh, delays uh, on uh, the A5 coming down towards Dunstable. Uh, there are delays in the Bletchley area. Traffic looking very slow at the moment on the A421 on Standing Way. Russell Holding, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs.
4: This is BBC Three
1: Counties Radio. It's 8.30 with the headlines. I'm Catherine Boyle. The Campaign for Plain English is criticising Hertfordshire County Council's decision to spend more than a million pounds on traffic displays dismissed by the campaign spokesman as insipid, bland little notice boards. Cheryl Gillan, the MP for Cheshire Manamisham, is rejecting the Chancellor's claim that the HS2 will help bridge the North-South divide. And the final bill for policing the International Bilderberg Conference at the Grove near Watford has been revealed at, at £990,000.
11: Three Counties Sports,
1: BBC
4: Three Counties
1: Radio. Manchester United have signed Marouane Fellaini from Everton for a fee of twenty-seven and a half million pounds. Elsewhere, German international Mesut Özil's become Arsenal's recorded record signing. He's joined from Real Madrid in a deal worth forty-two point four million pounds. Why? The Gunners will be hoping he can score more goals like this. That's why.
7: Özil blasted into the net. It's the
9: breakthrough for the Germans. They've come up with a goal. A brilliant left-footed shot that tore into
7: the net from Ozil.
1: Carl Robinson set to make changes for tonight's Johnston's paint trophy clash against Northampton. David Martin and Stephen Gleeson will both be rested, but the MK Dons manager feels the side he's putting out will still be competitive.
15: It's a local derby. It's the 500th game in the club's history, so it's a, it's a landmark. I've made changes that I feel some in my for Saturday. But some in mind that I think that they've done well enough to play in in this first team. I've not picked a team and expected to lose.
1: Wickham Wanderers are also in the Johnston Paints Trophy tonight. The Chairboys are at Exeter, and their manager Gareth Ainsworth says he'll field a strong side. I
16: want to win every game, you know, so I'll be putting a team out against Exeter to win the game. If I have the luxury of being able to rotate or rest a couple, then uh, the, the older ones might get a rest. But I'm sure, you know, when I was playing, I, played, I remember playing 55, 60 games in one season, and uh, and I don't think it's it's, it's too bad, it's too bad a thing.
1: In the Cala Southern Premier Division last night, Hitchin drew one all with St Albans. And finally, in Formula One, Milton Keynes Red Bull have confirmed the signing of Daniel Ricciardo as part of a multi-year agreement. He'll join Sebastian Vettel to complete their driver lineup for 2014. And that's the latest news and sports. I'll be back with more at nine o'clock. <laughs> what? This
7: call 08459
4: 455 five double five.
3: BBC Three
11: Counties Radio.
3: This is Ian Lee. I wasn't ready. That's what that little giggle was. I was I was busy um, uh, elsewhere, shall we say. Uh, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. We're talking dogs, we're talking signs, and we're talking Hertfordshire as a holiday destination. The reason we're talking signs is that Harts County Council has been given uh, just over a million quid to put up new road signs. These are the kind of signs. That you can change the message on there. So they might tell you uh, about uh, roadworks or traffic or things like that, but generally they'll be saying, slow down um don 't drink and drive don 't text and drive have you uh, put product in your head that kind of thing well it 's got me thinking there are too many road signs aren 't there let 's get rid of at least fifty percent of road signs so i 'm starting a campaign i need um I need people to join this campaign and back it. I need a name for the campaign as well you got to have a to be a campaign, you need a proper name, ideally an anacronym is that right is that the right word? I always get that word. An acronym. Is it an anacronym or an acronym? What is it, producer Tara? You're dead Posh.
18: I reckon it's probably an anacronym. I don't know, you've always got to put an extra it wouldn't be A anacronym. Well it wouldn't be A, be
3: but I, but I for a long time I thought it was for a long, long time I thought it was an acronym.
0: An acronym.
3: So so acronym.
0: An, an acronym. An acronym.
18: Uh, a, no, hang acronym. on. Acronym. Oh, no, I love, love what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> you with my melons.
3: I <laughs> <laughs> went nowhere near your melons, madam. I went nowhere near your melons. An acronym. Oh. Dave's in Luton. Morning, Dave. Good morning, Ian.
28: Yes. These signs that's going up on the road all over the country. Yes. More and more and more and more. If you're a careful <laughs> driver... Yeah. And you more interested in driving and safety for your passengers and safety for anyone else. Yes. These signs don't apply to you that's going up. Oh. majority of them, they apply to the lunatics uh. that think of going along the road. Oh, they've got the control of their car. They've got the... They know everything. And next thing is, they're in an accident. Majority of signs are for lunatics. They're not for you. But if a Although lun... you look at them... Yes. They're not for you.
3: If a lunatic were to see a sign, they just go. Oh, ah! Wouldn't yes, they?
28: Yeah, and they've got yeah, and they've got you and uh, your passengers in their um, well in danger. So hang
3: on a second. You now we've now got a scenario where m- me and my family have been kidnapped by a lunatic who's driving along at high speeds, ignoring road signs. How has this happened?
28: Well, you. I don't understand you. No, let me get into I would
3: not let a lunatic take my car with me in it. I would say no. Well, how do you know he's a lunatic? Because I don't... Regular... Get
28: in... it... No, no, they get, you can get in that car. They can
3: be careful driver. Yeah.
28: Then all of a sudden, bang, something goes in wrong in their head and off they go.
3: Wow.
28: You you all hanging on for grim death.
3: Yeah. You've really summed happen. up uh, the, Maybe, the but mental illness the there is, very well. But Maybe there should be a sign saying "No Lunatics." Well, ah, put that up, but, but can somebody tell me, even you,
28: along the road? There's a twelve-inch, ten-inch, or t- ten-inch. 10
3: um,
6: Where's this going?
28: sign? Yes, it's yellow. Right. It's got a black spot at the top. Oh yeah. And it's got a triangle black at the bottom. Ah. Oh. Can anyone tell me what this sign is? Because I've looked up in the highway code, and it's not there. I've asked even a police officer, yeah. he hasn't got a clue what it is. Right, so describe the, I'm gonna, so describe this sign. It's about 10
3: inches by 10 inches. So it's a square? Square. Yeah, yeah. okay, I'm drawing it here.
28: It's yellow. Yep, yellow. Yellow mm-hmm. background.
3: Yep. A,
28: bleak, uh, a spot, black spot on the top, and a black triangle mm. underneath.
3: Is it a triangle or a diamond?
28: No, well, no, it's a, well, it's a triangle. Okay, I put it as a triangle.
3: Well, okay, so you, you it's got three sides. Pardon? It's got. Yeah, th- yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's got a got three triangle. Points, yeah. well, hang on, stay there, da- Dave. Michael. Yes. Do you know what this sign is that Dave is describing? I haven't got a clue. Maybe Dave is one of those lunatics we've been hearing so much about <laughs> this morning.
28: <laughs> well, come back, Justin. <laughs>
3: Ha <laughs> <laughs> you cheeky monkey. Dave, stay listening. We will see if we can find someone to identify that sign. 08459 four double five five double five. Michael in Bedford. Michael, what have you called in about?
14: Um, a couple of road uh, signs in Wyverston on the A1. Yes. They're like yellow things on jacks. Yeah. They've been there for about five years. And I came past the other day and my eyes nearly flew out of my head. They'd switched them on. Right. And when they got on them signs on test
3: and that's all it was on Hang on a minute, hang on a minute You are telling me we live in a country where there would be a sign and all it says is we are testing this sign Yeah That's it, I'm off, I'm off Michael
14: I <laughs> well, quit. Pr- Probably one of these
3: lunatics <laughs> I-, I quit, I'm out I'm out, I can't, I can't be living Thank you Michael, I can't be living in a country that condones that sort of behaviour Catherine Bowles furious with us by the way I've got messages saying, "No, you're thinking of an anachronism. It's acronym." Thanks, Catherine. All right, calm down, love. <clears throat> also, the, the, these signs are costing fifteen grand each, sixteen grand each. Okay, there's a website where you can buy safety signs. They're all priced at thirty nine ninety five. I'm suspicious. What on earth is going on here? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Uh, a text here. Signs driving on the M1 at two o'clock. Uh, it was a treat to be allowed to go seventy during the day. The signs are always set to sixty or less. Nothing to do with congestion, just control. Well, I've se- yes, I've seen those. I've seen those. Let's go to, um... Yes, OK. A Buckinghamshire woman who uses a controversial form of dog training pioneered by the TV dog whisperer Caesar Milan, has been told she'll not be allowed to adopt a dog from a rehoming centre in the county. Elka Hoya was visiting Stoke and Church Dog Rescue with her five other dogs. She had to restrain one of them after it became aggressive towards the dog she was hoping to adopt. Well, Colin Goff is uh, from Dog Training Hearts in Hatfield, who is completely against the harsh techniques endorsed by Cesar Millan. He joins me now. Uh, Colin, what, what, I, this submissive pose that uh, Elka put the dog in, what exactly is it, the submissive position?
21: Um, I don't know, but it sounds like a thing that was uh, popular in the States called the alpha roll, where you just humiliate the dog by rolling on, on its back and holding it there. Um, The problem with these sorts of methods is it doesn't teach the dog anything other than um, to be submissive. It's not learning good behaviour, it's just being repressed.
3: But if it stops it doing uh, the naughty behaviour, is that
21: not a good thing? Dogs don't do naughty. Dogs uh, do things that work for it. If the dog presents a behaviour that we don't like, it's because we've not trained it properly.
3: What do you think of people who use these inverted spikes on choke chains and these electric shock collars?
21: Well, to be honest, they belong in the dark ages. I mean, this is not dissimilar to the ducking stall. You know, if, you've, if, you, if you survive it, you must be a witch. And then it's the same thing. It, yeah, you would not begin to teach a child um, to get its sums right by giving it a slap every time it got it wrong. So, what kind of techniques and methods do you use, then, Colin? It's simple. It's praise and reward for getting it right. And it, it,
3: it sounds like uh, it's been a long time since I had a dog, but it sounds like those those uh, methods, your methods, they take a long time. Are we just all too impatient with our animals?
21: That's a, it. Is true. A lot of people are looking for off off the shelf, out the box answers, and sometimes it does take a little bit of effort. But much better, you get to put a bit of effort in, um, and you get a much better response out.
3: What do you, have you seen this uh, dog whisperer, this Caesar Milan chap, on television? I have. And what do you think of of what he does?
21: Well, what you see on the television is only a fraction of what actually goes on. Um, as you know, what you see on television in, in five minutes is probably quite the best part of a day. Yeah. Um, and it's. All edited and it's very dangerous some of the methods he uses uh he gets away with because his timing is right and he knows what he's doing however if somebody else was to do the same they could end up with a nasty injury um or the dog end up with a nasty injury and the whole thing going from bad to worse
3: Colin, thank you very much indeed. Colin Goff from Dog Training Hearts in Hatfield. We did contact the Stoke Church Dog Rescue yesterday for an interview or a statement, but they didn't get back to us. I can't understand why anybody, anybody, an inverted spike on collars, on a choke chain, it just... I'm going to try and Google it and see if I can find such a thing. Why would anybody think that was a, a decent thing to do how could that not be cruel let's have a look inverted spike choke chain that does sound ridiculously cruel oh my goodness oh my gosh look at that that is horrible so there's a picture here of uh, uh well of a choke chain <laughs> that's got loads of spikes on it i mean they're not sharp spi- although they could be sharp look it looks like they've um they've got covers on the spikes there I wonder if they come off. Yes, they do come off. Look at that. Why would anybody... This is to be used on a pit bull, apparently. Oh, for goodness sakes. It, it, i tell you now, if you use one of those, there is something seriously wrong with you. You should... Uh, you should have one of those put on you and see how you get on it. Oh, eight four five nine 555 is uh, the telephone number if you want to give me a call. On the subject of this campaign, and this is a genuine campaign, to get rid of 50% of road signs... There are too many. What do they call it? Uh, road, f- street furniture, don't they? It's part of it. Too many roads. Oh, it's ridiculous. Uh, Catherine in Bedford says she can't call in. She's uh, she's at the dentist. All right. Good luck with that. <laughs> good luck. Call your campaign gross. Get rid of signs. It was the best idea we've had so far. It's the only idea we've had so far. That's why. If you can come up with anything better, oh wait, nine, four double five, five double five. Don't forget as well, of course. If you want to get rid, we had a lot of stories recently that have come from you, the listener, not from my um, excellent team of uh, broadcasters, journalists, and uh, general layabouts. Uh, Some of them have come from you. If you've got a story that you think we should be covering on this show, or indeed this station, send me an email: ian.lee.i.a.i.n.l.w at bbc.co.uk, and we'll have a little look at it. and And if it's any good, we'll feature it. If it's not right for this show, I'll send it on to Nick Coffer. He takes any old. I'm joking. I've had quite a few things uh, that, that weren't appropriate for me, but actually fitted in Nick Coffer's show quite well and um, uh, allowed him to... Do- well, no, it was, it was kind of musical-based and it allowed him to, to spend a bit more time with it than perhaps we could. So if you've got something, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk, it can be a huge story, it can be something that affects your county, your, uh, your town, or it can be a tiny thing that affects maybe just you. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Graham, we'll come to you in a minute. It's eight forty-five though. Let's get the travel news.
8: Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio.
8: Well, various stretches of the M25 are still looking very slow this morning. In particular, uh, there are delays from around Junction 27, the M11, uh, around to 25, the A10. There are delays from Junction 8, uh, 22 to uh, 19, so from London Coney to Watford, and then 18 to 16 from Chorleywood to the M40. Clockwise It's a little bit slow uh, going in through the uh, roadworks. Junction's 22 to 23, so London Coney uh, to South Mims. A1, very slow south towards the Black Cat roundabout. Still queuing in patches. Uh, around the Stevenage area. The delay is more around the Letchworth area, really, junction 9 down towards 8 as you head towards Stevenage, then busy in patches from there down to junction 7 at Stevenage. But that stretch does seem to have eased a little bit uh, to how it was uh, earlier on. Uh, there are delays on the A5 heading south uh, towards Mark Yate. both directions through Dunstable looking busy, and then northbound up towards Hotcliffe uh, looks very slow. Then Little Brick Hill up towards Milton Keynes is a section that looks uh, very slow. On the speed sensors. They're picking up some delays on the B653 at at Wheat Hampstead. That's looking really busy at the moment, heading away towards the A1M. Along that stretch, we had a call from Tracy earlier who said the delays on the A6 at Silso were because of an accident just north of the roundabout there. And I can also see delays on the A414, Ian, just outside Hartford, heading towards Hartford, really, queuing back uh, to the A10 at Rush Green. Russell Holding, BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Thank you, Russell. It's coming up to 8.47 It's Tuesday the 3rd of September I'm Ian Lee and these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio The campaign for Plain English is criticising Hertfordshire County Council's decision to spend more than a million pounds on traffic displays dismissed by the campaign spokesman as insipid, bland little notice boards The MP for Chesham and Amersham Cheryl Gillan is rejecting the Chancellor's claim that HS2 will help bridge the North-South divide and in sport German international Mesut Ozil has become Arsenal's recording signing. He's joined for Real Madrid in a deal worth 42.4 million pounds. Coming up, fancy a nice little break? Of course you do. How about in Hertfordshire? Of course you don't. Let's get the weather, Elizabeth Rodini. <laughs>
20: Hearts, hearts and bucks. Weather.
11: BBC Three Counties Radio.
20: Hello. Very good morning to you. What's wrong with Hertfordshire? Nothing, Nothing.
3: Nothing's wrong with Hertfordshire, mm. uh, Elizabeth. I'm yeah. just saying. Would you spend a week on holiday there?
20: Yeah, maybe. Well, where? It's a nice place.
3: It, well, it, it, no, it is. A, I'm not saying it's not a nice place. I'm just saying it's not. The, it's not a holiday destination for more than a long weekend. <laughs> you know, it's true. <laughs>
20: I don't know. Do you want some weather for it anyway? Um yeah.
3: I suppose we're contractually obliged to take it. So, yes, well, away you go. <laughs>
20: all right. Well, there will be a little bit of cloud around today, some fair weather cloud really through the afternoon. But for the most part, you know, lots of sunny spells around, very pleasant in the sunshine. The wind's lighter than yesterday and temperatures all the way up to 24 degrees, 75 in Fahrenheit. Overnight tonight we we'll do the whole thing all over again, staying dry, some clear uh, skies for the most part, a little bit of patchy cloud and a few mist patches around as well. 11 or 12 degrees in the... Um, in the rural spots i suppose and then um and then we're looking at 14 or 15 in the town so it's a fairly mild night but there will be quite a big difference between temperatures by day temperatures by night and then tomorrow we could get quite close to 27 28 degrees and lots of sunshine around a little bit in the way of high cloud rather than the cumulus cloud and we're getting quite close to 30 degrees i think by thursday it'll all break down by friday that's the forecast
3: thank you very much
20: Shetan Partuk on BBC
4: Three Counties Radio.
15: On Sunday night, I'll be live from one of the east of England's biggest Asian music events. Luton Mela is in its 13th year, and if you can't make it yourself, I'll bring it all to you. It all comes from Wardown Park and you'll be able to soak up the atmosphere of Luton's biggest Asian party. Come down and meet us or we'll get the whole experience right here.
4: Chet and Partuk.
3: Live from Luton Mellor, Sunday night from six on BBC Three Counties Radio. Now this morning we've been talking about road signs. I'm starting a campaign to see a reduction in the number of so-called street furniture. We need a name for this campaign, please. Uh, any suggestions? Do let me know. Well, earlier on, Dave called in to say he's seen a sign and he doesn't have a clue what it is. It's
28: about 10 inches by 10 inches. So it's a square. Square. Yeah, Yeah.
3: Okay. I'm drawing it here.
28: It's yellow. Yep, yellow. Yellow Mm -hmm. background. Yep. A black spot on the top and a black triangle
3: underneath. Well, I'm I surprised that um, uh, Dave doesn't recognise us. Dave barely recognises his own face in the mirror most mornings. Uh, well, Terry Durris, cabinet member for Highways and Transport and Harts County Council, who has been... Uh, Terry, what are you doing coming back on?
6: Well, I thought I'd come back and uh, give you the answer about these uh, orange signs with the black diamonds. Just, just as a, a public service, you understand? Look
3: at you. You don't get any points for it, but you, I'm, I'm doing a little salute to you. Uh, what are they?
6: Well, basically, what they are is a diversionary route, so that if, for example, um, part of the A1M is closed for roadworks or something like that, then a message can come up on these very excellent signs,
3: oh. um,
6: but saying, please follow Diamond, and that will actually take you via the Diamond route to avoid the, the roadworks on a motorway, and that's basically what they are, and and the reason that there are two or three different types is that they might send you in different directions depending on what sections of motorways or other major routes are actually closed.
3: Well, good for you. Look, I'm glad you've come back on because there's two things I want to ask you. You know your signs... Yeah, I know, exactly. You know your signs are costing 15 grand? Yes, yes. We found a website that does them for 40 quid.
6: (laughs) Ah. Other other signs are available, I suppose you're going to say. Bear in mind that these signs actually do an awful lot more they, they are linked to the ITC, the Inter- Integrated Traffic Control, oh, Center, which your okay. colleague Roberto Perona has been to, yes. and that actually allows them to send out the signs, um, so it's very much a real-time information device. The other thing I have to say yes. is, dear, dear Malcolm Cowan at, at Welland Hatfield... He, he says he, he thinks they're an, ex, uh, an extravagance, but at the same time he also says he doesn't want to be without them. So you can't have it both ways.
3: And this million quid, when it was offered to you um, by the government, couldn't you have just said, do you know what, no, we, we'll, we'll pass on this. Thanks, but no thanks. Uh,
6: I have to say I can't tell you because that million pounds came up um, some time ago and the, the plans for these uh, the message signs uh, were formulated... I think probably about three years ago, before I was in post. Okay,
3: Terry. Listen, thank you. Thank you very much for coming back on, Terry Dorris, uh, Cabinet Member for Highways and Transport and Hearts County Council. He he's listening. He's listening and paying attention. Thank you, Terry. It's very much appreciated. Dave has uh, called back on. Morning, Dave. Morning. Yeah. What's, what's your problem now?
28: No, no, um, you called me back to, to say I was, I was satisfied with the answer. Are you satisfied no, with the answer? No, because there's no signs, to say, there's no indicating to say to yep. you, as right. a uh, driver, what they actually are. Are,
3: this you, re- are you really this, this, this dumb? do i need look, to look, do look I listen, do, here, pal. Do, listen here pal listen here pal yes david go on <laughs> yeah. do i need to tell you why you're being where's very my where's my mate justin he's, he, he's on suspension uh, i mean he's this, on holiday this, listen i've got four mirrors in my house yeah. <laughs> i do look into my mirror yeah dave a, handsome, you kn- a handsome bloke da, yes. um, excuse me yeah go on yes do excuse me do you know why you're being really silly here no, because the thing is, you go
28: along the A6, <sighs> they're on the A6. Yes. And they've got no thing indicating yes. that uh, it's what that man said.
3: OK. Shall I tell you why it's you're... It's bi- an orby sign. I... I, I t- t- oh, go on. Yeah, I, Shall I tell you why you're being silly? Right. You've missed the start of the diversion. That sign isn't for you. If you'd been where the diversion was, you would have seen the sign saying, follow the yellow squares with the with the black triangle on it. So you, you're coming you, halfway along the diversion. But, but you come on the f-
28: radio today talking about yep. signs. Are you with you in a second, Sophie? Okay.
7: Oh, thanks. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah.
28: yeah, yeah. Now you're talking about signs. Yes. i just what brought up about a sign. And I've told you what it means. No well, you haven't. That man's just told me. All
3: right, we've told you what it means. <laughs> right,
28: thank you very much. Bye-bye. Yeah, you here. Bye.
3: <laughs> Unbelievable. I don't I'm not quite sure Are what I happened there. Yeah, you're on now. Oh. I've got no idea what happened there. Yeah, that, yeah. Oh, so Who was that? I don't, don't know. Uh, Spe- he's banned. Spain, Greece, Italy—all wonderful holiday destinations. But how about a nice, relaxing holiday? Can I tempt you, sir, with Tring, Ooh. or Harpenden, mm. or Welland Garden City? That's what I'm talking yeah, about. That's what I'm talking that's about. What I'm there's I'm talking a new campaign. Yes, there's a campaign to get Hertfordshire voted as the UK's top tourist destination. But we sent Sophie Solaria uh, out to find someone who'd stay in uh, the Costa del Hearts. Have you found anybody yet? That
18: was hard. It was hard. I got. I, I, I found a few no's, quite a few no's on the way. Yep. Do you want to hear them first? Let's,
3: let's have a listen to the no's.
18: I'm looking for people that was holiday in Hertfordshire this morning. Would you? No. No? No. Gosh, it's really <laughs> tough to find someone.
17: Probably, yeah. Um,
6: I'd rather go abroad, to be honest. Like to America or somewhere.
18: Some really exciting times in Hertfordshire. They're spending millions on road signs.
26: I don't
9: drive. No, that's too much like Bedfordshire. Why would you want to go on holiday in your own town?
18: We're having an Indian summer this year. It's going to be nice and warm.
6: True, but I can say if that.
18: Where would you go instead?
6: Probably down the coast, to be honest with you. Down with Dorset, maybe.
15: Maybe Newquay. A bit of surfing.
18: Not Hartford?
15: Not Hartford, no.
18: Would you holiday in Hertfordshire? Twins or Okay. Okay. Welland Garden City? No. Hatfield? No. Hartford No St Albans No Harpenden No So you wouldn't holiday in Hertfordshire It's well like Essex counts as Hertfordshire, doesn't it? Essex doesn't really count as Hertfordshire Would, would you holiday in Essex? In like a spa Was that, was that a real that person? That was actually a real lady Does Essex count as Hertfordshire? She did ask me that I'd like a spa
3: <laughs> so you didn't find anybody then who would holiday found in Hertfordshire? No, 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 oh. I found one
18: person. It took me three hours. Yeah, OK. Listen to my success. Go. Press I found it really difficult, actually, to find someone that would want to stay for a week or even two weeks in Hertfordshire. Are you the man that would do it?
14: Yeah, I would. I'd gladly
15: holiday in Hertfordshire.
18: Whereabouts would you stay? Um, I don't know.
15: There's plenty of nice spots in the sticks around Hertfordshire. It would have to be somewhere in the countryside. I'm not all that fuss about the towns in Hertfordshire, but it's a lovely place. It's a shire after
18: all, isn't it? It's a shire? Yeah. And you're not shyer to tell me that you would stay?
3: No, I'm I'm not. Oh. So how, was... l- how many days have we got you for this week, Soph?
18: Another two.
3: Okay, raise your game a bit, alright? It was good, it was good up until the it pun It was alright! At... It was good, it was cracking, actually. Come and... on. No, it was good until the pun at the end.
18: Why are you being so shyer about? giving me praise
3: that's now that's you just you just said a, a random word in a sentence
18: Shyer, shy
3: goodbye sophie bye there we go you see that's um you can't just say a word in a sentence and expect that to, to us to fill in the blanks i'm not a fan of puns i don't like puns i find puns people say sarcasm is the lowest form of wit it's not if it's done properly very very funny and it's only cruel to one person so that's fine If only one person is getting hurt by a joke, that to me is pretty good odds. But puns, I don't buy puns. I I, I find them a little bit lazy. I find them a little bit lazy. Right, well, this ongoing campaign, it starts here. It starts here, dear listener, to uh, get rid of at least 50% of the road signs um, in the the country, in the county. Let's do it. We can do this. Derek and St. Neots has emailed me. The best sign for me was on those digital information ones on the motorways. It read, watch your speed. OK, so we all look at our speedometers instead of concentrating on the road ahead. Crash, bang, wallop, motorway pile-up. I don't think that would necessarily happen. Jonathan's looking confused, not as confused as I'm feeling. Is this going out on the air? Hello? Anybody there? Anyone listening? It feels like one of those... You know when you have a dream where you, you dream your day's um, work and it's like doing work but it's not, it's not quite like doing work. Then you wake up then you actually have to do work. This is what the Today Show has felt like. It's felt like one of those dreams where I dream I'm doing work. I'm going to wake up in a minute and do a proper show. Uh, Right, BBC Three Counties Radio, let's get the travel.
11: Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
4: BBC Three Counties Radio.
8: Well, we had a report of an accident on the A6 at Silso earlier. That's been causing queues towards there. The A41's queuing at Kings Langley down to Junction 20 of the M25, then from the A405 towards Garston, the M25. Much of the delays are easing. It still looks very slow clockwise around Junction 23 at South Mims, and there are delays on various other sections of it, but it's eased to how it was earlier on. A414's got worse. Traffic's queuing all the way from the A10 into Harford. Russell Holding, BBC Three Counties Radio.
3: Russell, thank you for that, and apologies for that pause there, I can, uh, can only apologise, I'm taking the bullet, I'll be honest it wasn't my fault, it wasn't my fault it was Kelly Betts oh was it producer Tara you should use your prerogative to blame Kelly Betts, that's what I'm doing That's it, that's your lot. Don't forget you can download the podcast, go to iTunes or the BBC Three Counties homepage and follow the links. JBS is up next from me till tomorrow. Ta-ta.
4: Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks.
11: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
9: Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Tuesday. And on today's Big Phone In, would you like to see more cyclists
7: on the road? Thousands of cyclists have descended on Parliament, demanding more investment.